Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and Frank Ford is joining me again on the show. Frank, how are you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's great to have you back. We just had a weightlifting meet yesterday, the ACBC Spring Cleaning. Yeah, it was a good time. Thanks for having us out. The whole team loved it. Yeah, I'm glad you guys were able to make it out. And uh, this was my first time running and hosting a meet and doing a lot of that stuff. The team had a great showing and uh, we had a lot of people come out to do it. You know, it was a private meet. So we're going to talk all about that today. And I just want to start off by uh, thanking you for bringing out your team, thanking CrossFit Sona, Tracy coming out. Tracy refed all day. And you guys brought out equipment. We had a nice men's bar and a nice Laco ladies bar to use. So everybody was excited about that. Mm. You guys brought out some plates as well. So thank you to you guys for helping out. Yeah, man, anything we could do. I know I kind of threw it on you last minute when we even brought up the idea of sanctioning this meet that was originally just going to be kind of a practice deal um, when we first talked about it. And then just kind of all the chips fell and, and you know, we had a conversation and kind of made sense to uh sanction it so i'm uh, you know thank you for putting all that together um to make sure that that we were able to do that because it definitely helped uh, my guys out a lot yeah it um this this whole thing kind of started with just it was just going to be an in-house practice mock competition we do them all the time at albany crossfit barbell club and uh you brought it up like hey it'd be cool if we could sanction it and then i was thinking well it's kind of never been easier to do that before because i am now the quote unquote, zone three governor out here in the Adirondacks for New York state. Mm. And I can kind of, you know, do that and put in for a meet. And then I decide, well, it's still a practice meet, you know, it's an official sanctioned practice meet, but it's a practice meet in a sense of I'm going to practice running a meet and learn all the ins and outs of doing that. And we're going to get a bunch of people who are first timers, you know, doing a weightlifting meet for the first time. And we're going to also on the team practice new numbers. Like really in a sense, it's uh this is the, the most practice of an official sanctioned meet you could possibly want, you know, because everybody involved was literally practicing something. We had people at the, at the announcer's table with people loading and we had people refing all for the first time ever. And you, we're going to talk about this a lot more later. We're also practicing and coaching for the first time at a meet. So in and out, you know, like this was a, a weightlifting meet that's sanctioned by USAW, where literally everyone involved is trying something for the first time ever. And I think that was just a very cool element to this meet. Yeah, I feel like if you go through your list, um, the first time lifters might outnumber the ones that have done a meet before. Or it's pretty close to 50-50. You know, we had a lot of first timers there. Nine. Um, you know, yeah, big, big meet, which is great to see in the sport, seeing that many first timers come out for a, for a meet, you know, so it's, it's good to see the sport growing. And I, I think that's good about a lot of the things you're doing in your zone. Um, it's just getting people to uh, try out the sport and try it out competitively, you know, more than just lifting at their gym and, and get out on the platform. So that was good. And um, yeah, there are a lot of opportunities for people to, you know, try out new things, which is only going to make it easier for you and other gyms in the area to, uh, throw more meets you know i mean really that's what it comes down to is um more people that are able to referee or volunteer to help load you know those those different jobs that are just tough to find bodies for you know now now there's more people that can help so what well, 100 and, it, and it, it comes down to 
you know, people like you and Tracy and John from 315 Weightlifting. Shout out to everybody from 315 Weightlifting. John, Natalie, Mark, Jared, Danny. Uh, who else? Did I miss anybody? I don't think so. Um, um, he had a, another girl lifter. Oh, Jessica. Jessica, yes. Yes, who she was one of my favorite people to watch yesterday. Jessica absolutely killed it. And after that snatch PR she hit. Holy crap. She has awesome technique. You know, some people, just the way they move and do the lifts, you're like, that just looks awesome. I wish I looked that good while I was doing it. And it's like, Jessica has great technique. She had the coolest weightlifting shoes in yeah. the uh, of the day. Uh, it kind of makes me want to buy a pair of Nikes, but I don't know. I'm, I, I haven't bought a new pair of weightlifting shoes in a while. I don't think I can go Nike. But Jessica, shout out to you. You were the champ of the day on just uh, technique and just fun to watch. Yeah, she was, she was definitely enjoyable. But, you know, like going back to it, you know, so thank you to those guys for coming out. And 315 Weightlifting brought out equipment. They brought out some youth training plates. They brought out the competition collars, which that was one thing I was nervous about because I, di I didn't have them on hand and I didn't prep anything in advance other than them bringing them out. Had we not had those collars, uh, changing the weights and loading the bar would have been really weird. Uh, because the display would have showed it with the collars and I have no idea how to turn that off. So that right. would have been a tricky aspect of it, doing the math every single time. So thank you so much to those guys for coming out, lifting with us and for bringing equipment. And it just, like you said, it shows the community, our local community, growing it together. That's what we need to do. Well, it's good that, you know, you get a couple coaches together and they can throw something like this and, and uh, on short notice and, and pull it together just, you know, for, anyone out there that's thinking about throwing meat or wondering what it takes like it does take a lot but it's nothing that you know a, a few weeks of planning and you know a little bit of hard work and, and some communication with whoever is in charge of your lwc it's nothing you can't throw together within a month or two uh, it doesn't take much I mean, we we went through this process in the course of i think like a month getting everything sanctioned and organized so you know um, yeah and, and you need those volunteers. Like, like I can't thank the volunteers enough. Uh, we had uh, Albany Cross the Barber Club member. He's brand new, Justin. He loaded all day. So for both sessions, only two sessions, guy session, lady session, 20 total lifters, 12 ladies, eight guys. But it's still a lot of work to be from 11 till 3.30 loading every bar that comes out. So shout out to Justin. Thank you so much for volunteering an entire Saturday to come out to do that. And uh, shout out to Shaf and Renee who loaded before. So Shaf had to load for the ladies session before he went to go lift and Renee loaded after she was done lifting. So both scenarios where you don't want to have to be doing anything, you know, uh, extra, you know, you, you're either tired from lifting or you're maybe thinking about what you have to do. So thank you to those guys for, for doing that. And it's good for them to get that experience too, to, I feel like when you do these jobs, you appreciate a meet that you go to even more, you know, like I've run many competitions for CrossFit and I've refed at meets and now I've done this and it just gives you a greater appreciation for why you're there. When something goes wrong, you're not going to go off the rails. You're not going to be like, well, why, why aren't these guys doing it this way? You know, you're cause you've been there and you're like, you know, when the Wi-Fi goes down or mm -hmm. the computer doesn't work, you know, or when there's just a mistake loading because, it's either communication or maybe they haven't done it before. Just makes yeah. you more empathetic to that cause yeah. or that scene. I think it's um, 
definitely give me more motivation to seek those people out at a meet and thank them you know oh yeah for sure like and not just wait for you know hey give a hand to our loaders like you know beyond that like make sure that you uh thank the people that are volunteering because without them it, it, nothing would get done so literally literally nothing would, would get done and on the refereeing side shout out to again to tracy kim and jen albany crossfit barbell club members and tracy is the owner of crossfit zona and coach at your gym and it's uh you have to be certified so if we're doing a sanctioned meet the people sitting in the chair have to have the credential and without that that you know we're kind of you know we're, we're going outside the rules you know too much on that front and that could risk our sanction so you have to have qualified people in that chair it's very easy for anyone listening go to usa weightlifting's website click on the referee tab you just download a powerpoint it takes like less than 10 minutes to read it and then you take a questionnaire on the website if you have a usaw membership and boom you're certified and you can help out the only requirement is that you are a member of usa weightlifting and that you have that credential then you can sit in the chair and you need more people like that and uh before the meet i had renee and haley and emily take the cert and shaf miguel already had it so i'm trying to get as many people in the club to get that credential and i know you have it yeah, because you never know where there might be an emergency and you might be like, hey, you just sit in the chair and make sure this is up to the standard of USA weightlifting. It's still legit. Yeah. And I don't know if many people know that. Um, I'm not sure if, if Kim or Jen did, but I know Tracy has some national uh, repping hours as well. Uh, technical yeah. official stuff. So, yeah, yeah she's she's done TL work at uh, Masters Nationals yeah. and also at the AO series. Yeah. yeah. So she's got some higher level um official work so so she's she enjoys it i think so it was uh it was a perfect fit that she was able to help out that way because yeah she really enjoys that yeah they they did a phenomenal job you know like refing all the lifts and it uh, was there not more a more intimidating team judgment than kim tracy and jen i mean kim i didn't look at any of them i looked <laughs> above that i because i i couldn't like if i caught kim side eyeing me from the side judge spot no i would have missed yeah yeah it's 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 intimidating i mean for anyone listening you know an olympian looking at you yeah all all three of them have been on the show before so you can go back and listen to their episodes but you know kim you know uh paralympian uh gold medalist in skiing she's a master's world champion she's a american champion pan-american champion national champion for masters she's record. Um, record holders on all those things Tracy, national level refing, a gym owner. She's been in the sport for over five years and she's done some pretty high, all the high level meets, you know, except for the, the worlds and Pan Am so far. So she's got wealth of knowledge and experience. And Jen has just been on the team, you know, for over five years and she's been to meets and she's a teacher and she has a sharp eye and she's one of the smartest people I know. So it's like, I'm glad I wasn't lifting and had to go out there and face that. Yeah, like Kim's Kim's just kind of scary. I don't know Jen too too well. We've met a, a few times, and and um, I I kind of know her through the team, um, but I'm I'm remote, so I don't I don't see her very often, um, you know. But but Tracy like is a little bit different because Tracy was the one that like got me into the sport. So I'm more like with her. It's just like I just don't want to miss and let her down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta like you know uh, represent a little bit. So like I don't wanna I don't wanna be a loser. So. 
Plus, you have your team there, so you want them to see you. Yeah, before. yeah. Not to mention, I got uh, you know, five new lifters watching me and hoping that uh, you know, that that would that was a little scary too. You know. Yeah. How bad? How bad would that be? Throw it into that, but yeah, you coach them all day. You're telling them all this stuff, and you go out there, you bomb out on a snatch. Oh my god! I know that would have been that would have been bad. So I'm glad we avoided any uh huge disasters as far as far as that. We totaled. We uh, you know, had a had a decent day. So. Oh yeah. Phenomenal day. Uh, last of the volunteers, you know, that got to thank uh, Miguel Haley and Joanna. Mm. They were working at the, uh, the announcers table with me. I, I was stuck on the computer all day. There's no way you can leave that spot. Cause you're literally controlling the clock. You're controlling, putting in the computer, the next attempts. It is impossible to leave that spot. And I have a newfound respect for the person that has to do that because when something goes wrong, you have to think on the fly, you have to be able to fix it. So if anything, you know, lifters might have got a little bit more break between things, you know, as I'm fighting with the computer yesterday, which I, I give you credit. I mean, I think it ran pretty well. And I, we only had like one like minor technical issue that became like apparent. I don't know what else we ran into behind the computer that we didn't see. Um, but I think there was only the one time that the, the screen like kind of stopped the clock stopped working for a minute. And but you got that fixed pretty quickly. Yeah, so, yeah, there was, and there was all no that was, all, all that was, was just, I had just to refresh the page, you know, that yeah. was it. And there was one, one thing at the beginning where I just messed up typing in Joanna's attempts. Mm. So she had, she had missed a lift. And I didn't know that when you go to log a missed lift, you have to type a, a negative or a dash, then yeah. the number. And I just typed in the number and thought there'd be another button. And then I, then I didn't know how to go back. So right. what we had to do is, and then it automatically increased her to the next attempt. So she missed 22 oh. kilos. Then it auto increased her yeah. to 23 because it thinks she got it. And I'm like, well, crap, we're going for 22 again. And then she hits 22 and I didn't know how to fix it. So I, I marked that one good, but it's 23. And then, or no, I marked it bad. And then I had her go for um, her third one, which was 23. And I typed in 23 again. So it was like all a mess, but then I was able to go back later and, and just all you have to do is just click it again and you can change it. It's okay. very easy fix, but it's not easy if you don't know how to fix it, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of those things that we're practicing for, right? You know, yeah. not to know for next time, if uh, we have a meet with, you know, 50 or 60 lifters in it, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of other things going on. So we should don't have to worry about that. Oh yeah, I I can imagine. I'm I'm very glad that I had this experience with the software. It makes me more confident to run a meet. And actually, I was thinking about this. You're the first person I'm telling this to, uh, is I might have an addiction now to running weightlifting meets. Like I might want to like like I could totally see how some people around the country just do them every weekend or one a month or something like that. It's it's not that hard. It's a lot of fun. You know, once the meet starts and it's going. And you're like, even if you are behind the table, you're the best seat in the house and you get to watch all those amazing moments out on the platform. So it's I'm curious it, how many, how many meets don't get done because whoever would be throwing it doesn't want to go through all the hassle of running the software, running the announcer's table, speaking to everyone, like kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder how many meets could be thrown that don't make it to, you know, don't make it out to the public because there's nobody that wants to do that job. Oh, I don't know. You know? So I, I maybe, like the job. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's some reaching out that could be done that uh maybe more places would throw the meat and uh bring you out to to kind of run it. Yeah, yeah, give me give me a call. I'll I'll bring the squad on the road, you know, we'll lift, we'll run run a meet, we'll help out. But it's like uh 
once it once it gets going, it, it is stressful. Like like uh, like the big thing that I was stressing about is the same thing I was stressing about going into AO with the whole Zoom thing. Is our Wi-Fi going to be good today? Are there going to be issues? You know, because then if if it's not and the and the software doesn't work and I can't get the software to work, then we have to go back to the old way of just shuffling the cards. And I have no experience doing that. That's something that I do need to learn in the case of an emergency. But, you know, other than that, it's like, you know, everybody needs you and you need everybody and there's a lot to do, but that's why you need volunteers. And the, the more, the better, you know, the, on the manual, they, they send you on how to run a weightlifting meet. So this is something that people should know when you go to sanction a weightlifting meet, USAW will email you a giant email that has all this information in it and a PDF that explains how to run the meet and everything you need. So you're not going to be completely in the dark, like you will get instructions. And then if you talk to people in your local community, they will help you a lot to figure things out. Uh, shout out to Sam Axton, local weightlifting coach and, and lifter. And he's he's very versed in this software. So I was picking his brain left and right. The software is called uh, OWL CMS. It's Olympic Weightlifting Competition Management System. It's free. So you can go download it right now and like play around with it. It's completely free. And now that I know how to use it, it's very intuitive and very user-friendly when you read everything. And once you get practice and you can change anything, nothing will ever lock you out. You know, if you make a mistake, you can go back and fix it immediately. So it's, that's a great resource to have. So thank you to Sam and thank you to uh, LWC president, Chris Smith as well. You know, I had a lot of questions I needed to ask him going up to this, you know, just for advice on how to run it and what, what, what do we do in this situation, that situation, like blood on the bar or someone pees on the platform. Hey, what's the, what do you guys do? You know, like I, I, I that wasn't in the manual, but it's a thing that happens. So I'd like to know from someone who's experienced it, what should I do? And now I know what to do. Yep. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's definitely a good turnout as far as uh, lifters and volunteers go. So I was glad to see that in, you know, just a few weeks of planning that we were able to get it, you know, up to the level of almost, you know, as, as big as some of the local meets that, that we've seen in the last few years, you know, so it was, it was, yeah. it was definitely good. No, we had had a great turnout. I definitely would like to run a, a larger one. And then in the future, you know, we'll have those earlier starts, you know, smaller sessions, they'll go by a little smoother. You know, we, we just had the two sessions and it, so essentially the competition went from 11 to 3:30 with the actual lifting and stuff. So starting earlier we get a lot more done and yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, for the future. Yeah. Now, yeah, doing a great job. The the team itself did awesome job. I'm super happy with the way everybody responded to this on Albany Cross Barbell Club cuz one, they're largely on their own because I'm, like I said, stuck behind the computer. And there were some people that I was more hand-holding, like uh, Bella and Joanna were set up directly in front of me at the table to do their warm-ups. So that's that's awesome. Uh, but Shaf, Miguel, Haley, Renee, Kat, they all went next door when that space opened up. So I have no idea what they're doing, how the warm-ups are going. And, but they did a great job managing themselves. And from that group right there, that's definitely what I what I would expect from them at this level, you know, same thing with what I would ex expect for you. They should be able to go to a weightlifting meet without me 
and do it and not have to be in a situation where they go to a meet and they're like, uh, is there someone who can count cards for me? Is there someone who could tell me when I should do my warmups, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you should be able to do that yourself. If I go to a meet, I can do that myself. I don't need someone to help me. It's always nice if there is, but I, that's like the next level for those guys on making them more self-sufficient. And then when we are together, we're even more effective because now you have someone who has that, has your back with that, but you can still take care of yourself. You know, I think that's an important level to get to for a team and weightlifters. Yeah, no, it's great. It's um, it was good to see, like, you know, you kind of took the training wheels off and like you said, it was all about practice, you know, so they got to practice kind of being more efficient. Um, so it was good take the training wheels off and let them kind of just go and do what they had to do. And I don't, I don't think anybody had any issues with it. So no. it's like, it seemed like uh, it wasn't, yeah, it definitely worked out. So yeah, uh, uh, no issues other than, you know, uh, I, I think Renee struggled with her snatches in the warm up a little bit. So it'd be nice to have coach there with eyes on you for that. But that's just an example of, you know, in the future, being able to, you know, rein that in when we are working together. And, you know, we, we talked about it after in like, our debrief on what we need to work on now going into training. But ultimately, you know, everybody did again, a great job. I just want to kind of go through some, uh, some of the results here because uh, we had, we had as a team, uh, we made 42, 42 out of 60 attempts. We set 17 PRs. We had three first timers on our team and we had four lifters qualify for national level meets such as uh, AO2, which is coming up. And I'm assuming AOs next year, just based on what we did with our, our totals for this one. And uh, also for Kat, future national meets with her total. We had uh, one bronze medal, two silvers, and uh, seven golds. So just for general stats, that's pretty darn good. Everybody contributed to all those, those totals. Yeah, that was, that's, I mean, what more can you really ask for out of, out of a team, right? <laughs> That's a pretty good day in my book. Yeah, that's a, a fantastic day. Uh, let me just really quickly run through some of the highlights for each of these guys. Uh, let's talk about Bella. How impressive was, was Bella yesterday? Six for six, first official meet. She's done a little practice one, but this was different for her. She was a little more nervous for this one. Mm -hmm. And, she, you know, she took first place in the ladies' youth class, snatched 25 kilos, clean jerk 37, totaled 62, made all her lifts. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, no, she did great. I've never seen her lift in person. I've seen a few videos on uh, Instagram and stuff, but I hadn't seen her lift in person. And, you know, I kept hearing comments from my team, you know, wow, she's so good. I'm like, you know, she's just a kid, right? Like, like, you know, like it's, yeah. it's impressive, you know, she's, she's just a kid and she's, uh, she looks really, really good. So it was, it was good to see that she was able to do that and in, in front of a big group for the first time. So. Oh yeah. I mean, a big group, the cameras on her, you know, we had the live stream going and she's for being only 15, she's so mature. Like you would be su surprised because uh, we, I had a plan for the snatches, you know, on where we could take it, but then she comes over to me and she's like, coach, you know, I'm just, I'm just not feeling really confident in the snatches. It's not my confident lift. Can we make smaller jumps? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, so she has the maturity to come to me and tell me, when something's not working and ask for a change. And of course I'm going to say yes. Like for her first meet and just in general, like with his years of training ahead of her. Yeah. You want to make, we'll, we'll make one kilo jumps on the snatch. We'll, we'll, we'll make two, you know, we don't have, it doesn't, 
matter. You know, it matters, but like, it doesn't matter in terms of like, we don't need to go crazy right now. So yeah. she told me, she's like, snatch, I don't know about this today. Clean and jerk. Yeah, let's go heavier. Like, I love it when she tells me, she's like, let's go heavier. Like she, she regulates herself very, very well, probably better than most adults. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, it's, it's good that, that she has that. And it's only going to help her build confidence too. like making those little jumps and just getting, making good lifts and, and, you know, just seeing those white lights is such a confidence boost. Um, and it's good that she recognized that, you know, maybe she wasn't feeling it that day or just that she's, she knows that maybe she's not um, as comfortable with that lift as maybe the clean and jerk. So, you know, it was good that, she, that you didn't have to kind of talk her down because that might actually bring more doubt into her head. If you're telling her like, um, you're not looking that great in the snatch, let's take small jumps versus her bringing it to you. So it's good that she can recognize that in herself. No, we have a good, good give and take type of relationship, you know, and uh, it's, it's important to know too. She's only been doing weightlifting itself since late August, the end of August. So it's like, huh? How how old is she? 15. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's so young and she's got such a long future in the sport. Like now's not the time to go wild she's got all the time in the world to to push the limits so yeah we'll just keep working on her technique we'll keep getting her in meets and gaining experience you know so that way when she is 20 and she's done 20 meets you know or however many she's coming into that with such a huge advantage because she's just such a hardened competitor and just keep on getting her stronger you know because she's big into powerlifting too she's got a powerlifting meet coming up at the end of may uh, ladies of iron or ladies in iron in Poughkeepsie. So she's excited for that. And she's got some big lifts on the bench press back squat and deadlift. So it's good that she's doing both iron sports too. That's what that makes me happy as well. Yeah. It's really good that she's, uh, you know, experiencing all these different sports and stuff. And, you know, eventually, hopefully she, she chooses one weightlifting, please. But yeah. Hopefully she chooses one and then, you know, then her heart will really be in it. So, Yeah. And, uh, and she's not about that CrossFit life. So yeah, good. Yeah. Let's not go there. So nope. I, I I've had her do burpees before wall balls before. And like, I get the death stairs and I'm like, Oh man. All right. Well yeah. we got, we got to do some conditioning, but like, I know you you're hating it right now. So, uh, next on the team, Emily. So, uh, Emily is the current Albany CrossFit intern. Just did a show with her on the last show. So episode right before this one and a big shout out to Emily, because this is her first ever weightlifting meet. She's got the ref credential. She's juggling all this schoolwork and she helped set up a lot of that stuff for the competition. Well, like it, uh, no joke. This was spring cleaning. You know, there's a pun on the name, but we cleaned that barbell club room from top to bottom. Uh, We were, she was literally wiping the walls so like, like I had her go around the entire room and the molding on the floor up into the black paint, you know, cause that's where it gets dirtiest. She was literally wiping the walls while I was wiping down the rig. We cleaned all the equipment. We vacuumed, we mopped, we Zambonied, we moved stuff all over the building, chairs. And really I would not have been able to get it set to the point it was unless I was going to be there until, you know, 11 o'clock at night on Friday, or if I had help. So it was great to have her help in. So big shout out to Emily to just helping to set up the event, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's huge, huge help for sure. That all that tedious little stuff, but 
it, uh, it doesn't go unnoticed when you walk into a place and you can tell it's been cleaned up and everything's organized and the way it should be and it's not a disaster and it makes the, the day go a lot smoother too when you know you're not running into equipment issues or you know hearing little comments about how dirty things are and stuff like that like you yeah it's on your job so yeah and i mean like she wants to own a gym one day and she wants to keep co coaching and training people and we were literally in the double on thursday I peeled up all the tape on the floor and we had floor taping going across the wooden platforms. Uh, pro tip, don't tape wood. Because <laughs> if you tape wood, the tape residue, the seam will stay on the wood if it's been on there for too long and the colored part of the tape rips up. So we literally had to do each 12 feet of just this. I'm just scraping my finger back and forth of peeling up all the glue and it was the most tedious, awful thing. I have I had blisters on my fingers and I tore open this fingers. Tape are you using? It's it's gafferding tape. Gaffer's tape, really? I've never yeah. had an issue. Okay. Yeah, well, it's been it, it's it's been on there since August. And oh, it's been it's been Zambonied, it's been lifted on. So it was just pounded into the wood yep. and it just adhered like you would not believe. So I had to do it for the AO to peel that tape off. And then we had to end up doing the entire room. Luckily, it didn't stick to the rubber matting. But as we were down there, you know, we're out both on the floor just doing this really shitty job, you know, like this is a job no one wants to do. And I told her, I said, well, this is a perfect example, Emily, of uh, if you want to be a gym owner, this is being a gym owner. Yeah. If the if the bathroom is broken, if the toilets are overclogged, something's not stocked, guess who has to do it? You have to do it. Yep. yep. If it's not clean, you got to clean it. If there's something, a job like this, you got to do it. And I also told her this is coaching right now. Like you're setting the stage for your athletes to have a great place and a great space to come and do some amazing stuff. If you're not willing to sit on the floor and peel up all this stuff and get blisters on your fingers, then, you know, maybe you're not willing, you know, to be a coach. I don't know. Like, it's not all about just standing in the room and telling people what to do. There's all this other behind the scenes stuff that people don't see. And uh, I think it's good for her to get those lessons now, you know, uh, so that when she does have her own gym, she'll be like, yep, all right, this is normal. Like, I have to clean it. I have to do this. I have to set the stage. Yeah, no, it's definitely good uh, practice on what to expect, you know, because you kind of always have to expect the unexpected. But, you know, you can always kind of count on stupid little chores like that coming up. So, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely got to definitely got to be ready to be the one because you're not always going to have the money or the time or the hands available to, to pay somebody else to do it. So, yeah. And if you love it then it's, it's no big deal. You know, I mean, I have no problem sitting on the floor doing all that. I love weightlifting. I want to run a weightlifting meet. I want you guys to come in and lift. So, and I'll, I'll and I want it to be awesome. That's what I want to want it to be awesome. Like, I don't want to have like random tape down and it looks bad. You know, it's like, you got to care about it. Yep. Yeah. Well, everything looked great. So I definitely appreciate her coming in. And then she lifted really well too, on top of it. So uh, yeah, she went, uh, she still performed. First meet, five for six, 39 kilo snatch, 55 kilo clean and jerk, and uh, a 94 kilo total to take third place in the lady 64 class. And she absolutely rocked it. Yeah, she did awesome. Yeah, she, she uh, it was her first meet, you said? Yep, first meet. Yeah, so I mean, you know, again, bronze medal. And, you know, there was a lot of 64 kilo ladies um, at the meet. So, you know, podium and it was just, you know, she's really, really well, especially for her first time. Yeah. And she's been working really hard on her jerk 
And those second two lifts, she like sent them. Like, I was like, that is an awesome looking split. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but she like crushed those last two. Yeah, she was, she was looking really, really good. So it was, uh, it was good to see like, cause like I said, she's another one that I haven't hadn't had a chance to meet in person yet, you know, and I didn't really get a chance much to talk to her at the, at the meet itself either. Um, I kind of had a lot going on, but, um, to see her lift in person was, was good because I don't know, just uh, the speed is different than on video. Yeah. So, and she moved really well. Yeah, she definitely did. So shout out Emily. Hopefully we can get into uh, in the, the next meet coming up in May. Uh, we got Renee, silver medal in the uh, ladies 71 kilo class. We're going, we went up a weight class to do this. You know, there's some people I've been trying to get up, up a class and that uh, she's, she's digging it. She's, she's happy about this change. Good. She seemed like she was feeling good. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, so she said uh, when she came in, she's like, this is such a different experience, like being able to eat breakfast and, not have to stress out about, you know, weighing in on the scale. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is way better when you can get up and eat breakfast and do your normal routine and just know when you hop on the scale, you'll be good. And starving yourself and everything. Oh God, we've all done that. We've all done it and it, it does suck. Boring. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's always the worst when you have to make weight, you're not sure, and you have to make a two and a half hour drive. That mm-hmm. sucks. You know, like I, you've done that, I've done that, but yeah, go up a weight class, especially for something like this or just like local meets. Nothing wrong with being up a class, training, being heavy, getting stronger. And then then you taper down and cut. If it's a big meet and it's a, a meet that matters and you, you're trying to make a team or definitely be competitive and win a medal, okay, do that. But you have all this, this training under your belt now and strength. And it's not like it's going to be totally off unless you're going from like the top end of a weight class and then plummeting all the way down. A couple yeah. classes or something. I don't think it's going to affect you very much. Yeah. No. No. I mean, if you're like like for her, she was only barely into the 71 kilo class. It wasn't like she was super far above 64. You know, she was a really small 71. But you know, just being able to eat, and I think it paid off. I mean, she seemed to to lift well. She she really was really close on that uh, clean and jerk to finish it off for her. I think has she been has she gotten would she go 70 or 71? Well, she did. Um... She snatched 45 kilos mm. and then she clean and jerk 70, which is a lifetime PR. Right. So okay. shout out on that competition lifetime PR. And That's a weight. Huh? PR after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, she was, she had a really great day. So yeah, she cleaned 72 right after that. And, um, but that, that's kind of how, how it's been working for Renee. She'll clean it first. And then weeks later, that jerk will come along and I have, I have the video, the, the jerk on 70 was, was fire. Like that was like one of the best jerks I've seen her do. It was, it was strong. And here's the thing with, with Renee's lifting from this weekend. I, I'm, I'm not sure how much you've seen some of her lifting, but when she went for the 47 kilo snatch, the third attempt, she missed it on a second attempt. And I told her to pull to the squat. She went and did the pull under portion of that snatch faster than I've ever seen her do before. I mean, she was connected to the bar. She got to the bottom. She looked tight. She just didn't have it all the way. And it was the same for the jerk. Like, I feel like she's learning how to put more into the bar and move at a better timing to move faster. Mm -hmm. So uh, there were definitely some breakthroughs there mentally to get into better technique. 
don't know if that makes sense. Like letting the mental barriers kind of fall down to get into a better zone for technique. Yeah, no, it definitely does. When you can stop thinking about all the other random nonsense and you can just focus on the like your body weight do it yeah and and exactly like you're not worried about food or being hungry or making weight or all that other stress and anxiety and you can just lift and put your energy into doing what your coach said and and pull under the bar um you know you're gonna you're gonna move with more intent and and more speed and that's what the sport's all about is uh you know, being able to be, you know, deliberate with, with your movements, you know, instead of just dropping under the bar and actively like pulling against it. Um, you know, she really had a good rip at that last one. So um, yeah, it was a shame that it didn't quite click, but I mean, it's going to go soon. So yeah, it'll go soon. And, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to coach things, you know, the best I can from behind the table. And I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how do I say what I want her to do in as simplest terms as possible. And I just, I just yelled out to her. I'm just pull, pull to your squat. That's it. And she, and she said that clicked with her. It's like, Oh, like, cause I've never said that to her before. So it's like, that might be a situation where like, you're like, you're at a meet and you're like, like, what are they saying? Like, 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 what does that, what does that mean? It's like, it doesn't mean anything for anyone else other than the lifter right now. And that's always where people kind of get lost with like understanding coaching cues. It's like, I'm only talking to her and I'm talking to her in the moment. And I'm just trying to figure out what do I have to say in as few words as possible to get her to do something, especially while I'm stuck behind this table. And it worked. So she's like, and she's like, oh, I understand now. Pull to my squat. And we're going to keep rolling with that and see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I haven't used that cue myself, but I've got a couple lifters in mind that maybe that'll work. So I'll, gi- I'll give it a shot and give you some feedback. Yeah, well, I, and, and I think that's for like newer coaches like, like, like yourself. It's like, don't be afraid to yell something to your lifters. It's like, like whatever makes sense to you and the lifter is the right answer. You know, like you'll, you'll hear a lot of people yell things at meets and whatnot. And I, I think my only critique uh, about yelling things to lifters when they're doing lifts in a competition or in general is when you let, yell out the, uh, the entire laundry list of cues that you want them to do. You know, you're like, all right, like breathe, set your shoulders, pull through your heels. What, yeah, the, the whole do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Way, you're just giving them too many things to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and. Sure. I, I know if, if I'm a lifter, like I can't hear anything. Like, so, so it's like, uh, like it, it might be a situation of like a coach doing it for themselves more than for the lifter, you know, it's like, and, and also it's like, we don't do that in training. Like if we were just in training, I wouldn't yell out five cues to you. Like I would just tell you one thing and it's probably before you lift. I really, I don't really say a whole lot during the lift other than like it, like, like motivation, like, let's go, come on, do it and whatnot. Cause like you have to do it. Like nothing I say right now, I don't think, unless you're a complete novice, is going to affect how you do it. So like for you, when you have a bar on, on your, your your chest, I'm just waiting to see if you do what you know you have to do. Nothing I say right now is probably going to help you in the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an, like, you know, it's funny. I, I don't know if I know five cues to uh, yell at these guys. So so I think uh, they're lucky. Right now, I'm uh, we're still learning the rules. So really, it, it comes down to... Uh, you know, making sure that they're not like uh, on the snatch, just making sure that they're holding the lift long enough um, until the judge says down. So I'm just there yelling, you know, to hang on to the bar and not drop it early. Um, you know, and then when it comes to like clean and jerk, um, I got a couple that that like to uh, rush the jerk portion, you know, so mm-hmm. just kind of be there as I stand up to clean, just telling them, take your time, catch your breath, 
take your time, take your time. Like that, that's really the only, the only cue that I'm giving them at, at the moment. Um, yeah, that's it. And, and, and then again, just hang on to the bar. Don't, don't drop it. And, and no one, no one put it down early at, at this meet. So for being such a, a meet with so many absolute beginners, no one put the bar down early. So that was really nice to see. Yeah, it was good. We've been stressing the, the rules, you know, no feet touching the bar, no one dropping early and everybody, everybody got it. We've been practicing that in uh they're like, they're like uh, weightlifting club rules, you know, just to, to always do that in the gym. Like don't kick the bar with your feet just because we won't do it on the platform. So we don't do it in the gym either. We kind of train the way that we would compete. Yeah. So. yeah don't want to put your feet on Tracy's Nike, nice uh, uh, Lyco bar, you know. <laughs> well, that barbell stays in the corner. It only it got dusted off for you, um, <laughs> you know, just to just to make sure. Um, Shout out to Stella. That's the name of the bar, right, Stella? She was, she was shining, shining nice. Your your um, bar doesn't have a name, does it? No, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, it's nothing's clicked for me yet. So it's she remains right. stainless. But I know we've talked about that before. So all right, and it's done. And you know, at this point. I've hit so many PRs on that bar. I don't want to, I don't want to just, just, I'm just going to leave it. Maybe that's the bar's soul telling you like, name me, like, give me, give me an identity. I've given you so much, Frank. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll figure something out. I, I don't know. I'm tempted to keep it nameless, but I don't know. It was, uh, every, a lot of other people had a good day on it. So. Yeah. Well, Hey, it's, it's the nameless one. It's, it's, uh, he who shall not be named. It's yeah. actually technically Voldemort. It's the name. It's the name of your bar. <laughs> there we go. Maybe that's what we'll call it. And and then there's the thing is you just don't say the name of that bar, you know, because it's not it's bad 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 luck. So I, I guess I guess you know circle back around. It's um, I I know when I first started coaching, you're at a meet. It's quiet. There's other people who have so much more experience than you, and you might be hesitant to say something to your lifter, you know, because like ah, I don't want to sound stupid or uh, like like what if people. Like, like, like someone might be thinking like, oh, well, that's not how you actually do the lift or how you teach technique. It's like, this isn't about teaching technique today. It's just about communicating to your athletes. So communicate any way you need to and make the lift. And it's, it's, it's uh, what you say to your athlete is not what someone else is going to say to their athlete. And it's not how you're going to really like, if you were teaching a seminar or teaching the lifts or writing an article, you probably wouldn't say it that way. Cause this is an individual cue that works really for just one person. Right. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, that's pretty much kind of how, how I looked at it. it was you know, I'm not honestly my lifters on the platform. I don't I'm not paying attention to what's going on. You know, it's their, it's their minute, so they have all my attention. I don't care what anybody else thinks or says. I just want them to have the the focus that they need. And you know, if there's any little tidbit I can yell at them while while it's happening, that would help. I'll do it. But you know, like you said, I don't want to have that that word vomit and confuse them either yeah yeah so that's just a uh, important thing for people to know or to practice and uh the circle back around one more time shout out renee 115 pr competition total and just overall a great day and now we're uh on to the next one you know so the nice thing is is that she's very motivated to keep doing more yeah yeah she's she's probably already signed up for the next one she's waiting for the one after that to get announced so yeah uh, next, we got Haley, four for six on the day, snatched 63 kilos, uh, competition PR clean and jerk of 74 kilos, and a comp total PR of 137, and first place in the ladies, 76 kilo class. So great day for Haley. 
yeah, she did. She did really good. She was one of the ones I had told my lifters about when we showed up to make sure that they watched. You know, oh, that's cool. Said, watch, watch Haley. She's only been lifting for what? What do you think you've had her for a year or two? Yeah, well, she joined in the fall right before COVID. So what is that? Fall two thousand nineteen. Year and a half. I said, I said, watch. This is what a year and a half of lifting will will do for you because she was right where you guys are now you know 18 months ago and yeah and they were very impressed with with Haley well and and not only that one she is in the running and race of uh fastest on the team you know a sore subject for for many on the team but like she is in the running so uh, that is one reason to, to watch her on certain things but if you think about it too with Haley she joined in the fall and she had never really snatched before and now she's snatching 63 kilos in competitions AO and also this one and we're on the cusp of bigger weights but there was also that time that we lost during the pandemic where she was lifting on a balcony in her apartment you know not heavyweights but like she kept it going over the course of that spring and summer until we were able to get back in the gym and so it's like not only is that 18 months of or whatever it is of training but it's also just being dedicated to a craft and a sport and not taking time off it because you can't do it but finding a way to do it when you know the it's uh not the most ideal of situations she used to have to cart all the weights and bars down several floors in her apartment building to lift in like the courtyard you know when people are walking by and everyone's looking out their windows like what's this crazy person doing down there and then some days she would have to just lift on her balcony you know and hope thankfully not throw a barbell over the side so it's just um it's, it's just, she has an awesome story on just that first beginner part of her phase of training. Yeah. And she, and she's just progressed so fast because she wants to learn and she listens and you can tell she just like a sponge for all the information. So, you know, she's not resistant to the coaching. You know, some people like to push back or do a lot of their own research or I want to try this. I want to try that. She's just like, you know, tell me what to do. So yeah, no, she does a great job and she's a great teammate. Everybody's such good teammates supporting one another, you know, like, like they'll watch one another. So she'll see Schaff press out and like, like, you know, he can't get away with anything. So, yeah. and then Miguel, you know, if his arms are a little wobbly, like, like someone's going to hear something from Haley, you know, if, if she's not doing her lift, she's watching. And that's just cool thing that everybody does in the club. They'll do their lift and then they'll watch other lifts, you know, and give feedback. Cause I can't be everywhere. You know, I'm on the other side of the room working with someone else. So it's like, I didn't see that lift out of the back of my head. So it's good if to tell your teammate, Hey, you know, you were a little soft on the lockout on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's good. To, and it's, it's also kind of, it's not like it's uh, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Basically it's, it's uh, as the, another athlete in the room, knowing that there's people there that are going to hold you accountable. It, it makes you not cheat reps. Like you're going to give your hundred percent every rep in practice and training. And then, that's going to translate to the platform you know because you know that you didn't get away with it in in any of the training so you you're used to doing these reps right with 110 percent effort because Haley's not going to let it slide at practice so you know you're not going to have those habits at, you know when it's game time exactly and that's just getting everybody to the the next level you know you got a room full of beginners which not too long ago that's that's what I have and now I have half a room of intermediates and others are beginners you know and it's getting those intermediates to the next level where 
they're self-sufficient at meets. They can kind of coach one another, you know, like they may not know what the right thing, most right thing in the moment to say is, but at least they're giving some feedback if they have to, and they can take care of one another. And then eventually, you know, whoever's interested gets their level one and starts doing more coaching. And then if they have to move away someday, which never want to see that happen, it's like uh, you have like this, um, like every club has like its wonder years, right? And the Barbell Club has gone through several iterations of wonder years with different classes of, of our club because we've been a club for so long now. And it always sucks when people move away. You never want to see it. But it always sucks even more when people move away and they stop weightlifting. So like, let's say if Haley has to move away someday, don't do that, Haley. Keep training Albany CrossFit Barbell Club. But she moves away across the country. She, and then she's like, you know what? I want to open a gym. You know, this is what I'd love to do. I don't want to do this other stuff anymore. I want to open a gym. I want to open a barbell club. And she's prepared to do it. She has experience. She's been set out into the world with knowledge. And she can always, you know, contact me anytime she needs anything to, for feedback or, or advice. But like that, that's, that's what you want, you know, or maybe she just, works at another gym and coaches on the side because she wants to be around the sport and keep lifting herself. It's like, that's what you want. You know, that, at least that's my goal is like, I don't want people who need me for forever. And, you know, but like, I'm useful for forever, you know, if that makes sense. No, it, it definitely makes sense. I think some people get tied up in the thought of like, well, people leave and they take that as like a negative thing. And it's like, you know, when you've developed somebody like that, you've done exactly what a coach should do. And that should be like the ultimate sign of accomplishment that you've made them to the point where they can turn around and, and then spread everything you've taught them to other people, you know, not, you know, not take it as like, now there's more competition going out into the world and whatever, or take it as a negative thing. You know, yeah. so it's, it's definitely, um, you know, there's more to coaching than just the lips. You yeah. know, you've always said that. So, well, I mean, don't get me wrong though. If, if I got lifters at a meet and Haley's got her lifters at a meet from across the country, oh, it's, it's, it's on, it's on. Like, like if we're in the same session, let's go, let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I'm going to do some tricks with the clock. I'm going to make some jumps. I'm going to, you know, like make your lifter go early, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got a little taste of that. You know, I thought John and I, John from CrossFit 315, you know, I thought we were, you know, cause we were kind of going solo towards the end of the sessions. It was just the two of us. Yeah. We were, uh, you know, kind of making sure that we, you know, adjusted and, and did what we had to do as far as, um, jumping weights and stuff like that to make sure that, that we had had time. But, uh, Mark wasn't, wasn't up on the, on the situation and, and uh, cut my clock on a lift. <laughs> so, so I got, I got a little, little taste of the, the clock games, but yeah, you had an agreement with John, but Mark Mark wasn't Mark on this deal. in on it, so you know, and John's yelling at him from across the room, "What are you doing?" But you know, it it happens. Shout out to Mark, by the way. What an awesome guy, right? He's just such a nice guy. You know, he just got back from uh, Masters Nationals, I believe. Don't Over quote right. me. He took third place, right? Second, second, second place. Awesome. Yeah, and he had a big PR, right? What was his PR? Um, I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I, I I'm pretty sure he had PRs all the way around. Awesome. Yeah, he had he had a really good good meet. He's been making a lot of progress lately with like he's always struggled mobility wise and he's been working and doing I can't remember if he's doing certain yoga or just like Ramwad something. He's been doing a lot of mobility work and his snatch numbers have jumped. You know, he he used to kind of top out somewhere in the 70s and now he's crept into the 80s, uh, you know, mid 80s. 
um you know it's awesome for a guy in his 50s you know you know it's not because they're they're adding a ton of muscle because that's very hard to do you know so his technique and his mobility are just improving a lot and um you know john and glenn are doing a great job with him over there so you know he he is definitely a person i look forward to seeing at meets for sure oh yeah he's he's a ton of fun he's super supportive you know it doesn't matter if he's lifting against you or or you know you're lifting against one of his teammates whatever he's always cheering for everyone to do their very best so yeah, he's, he's definitely a positive guy to have around. I think in our LWC, he's top tops of my list of my favorite people. Like, I, I like not like 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 not counting like our team and stuff like that. But like when I think of other gyms and other people in the LWC, he's definitely like right up there at the tippy top. And, you know, he asked me on, on Saturday, he's like, like, hey, do you need me to load? Do you need me to ref or anything? Like so he's like he's like, that's a great member of the community. You know, as I didn't need it, you know, and plus. I also like wanted these guys to get this experience, but like he was, he, at least he asked, you know, that's yeah, a great he thing. Didn't step in if, if something happened, you know, like say something came up and Tracy had to leave, you had somebody there that could fill in, you know? So it was, um, it was good that, that he offered and let you know, like, Hey, I'm available. Um, Cause it takes a little pressure off you that if something happens now you have a quick answer. Hey, Mark said he was available. Let me grab Mark. Right. Exactly. So that's, that's a good relief for, for you running the meet. You know, so that's that's another thing that people should do more. Yeah. You know, maybe they have volunteers covered, but you know, if you're willing and able to help at a meet, you know, at least let the meet director know, hey, you know, I'm not trying to step on any toes, but if you need anything, I have my ref certification. I can help load. I can do this. I can do that. So if you know something comes up, you know, just grab me. You know. Yeah, I, I typically try to do that when I go to meets. Mm -hmm. uh, it's tough because I'll, I'll, I'm more than likely might have people in every session. But uh, I, I do like to get, you know, practice refing and sitting in the chair. I do think refing is fun. Uh, I, I wouldn't think refing an entire day is fun, but refing a session or two, it is fun to see the lifts. You get the best seat in the house and you're kind of like involved, like you are a part of the competition in just a different way. Yeah. But um, you definitely need more people to do that. You know, I, I wonder how many times there's meets out there where people are kind of hanging back in the crowd and they kind of see things are struggling and it's like, but they they have the ability to step in there you could hop in that chair but they don't you know yeah that's true oh one one thing about mark too that i just thought of um i think i think my like soft spot for mark goes back to my very first meet i met him and he was there lifting and it was his like second meet um so he was also very new and we were lifting like very similar weight and uh so we were together all day you know like we yeah. were in the same weight class we were in the same like warm-ups so we were like taking warm-ups together we were lifting basically the same numbers so it was uh we got kind of like a little bit of a friendship going at that meet and then we just kept bumping into each other at every at every meet since so got to know mark pretty well you know we've gone out um once or twice after after a meet here or there um grab some food and stuff and chat and you know i feel like it's uh it's kind of nice having that like little weightlifting uh group of friends out in Syracuse, you know, like, I, I definitely know if I'm ever in the, in the area, I can always like swing in and see those guys and, you know, they'll be happy to have me. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice. They're, they're a good group. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice to see Danny again. It was nice to see, uh, meet Jared for the first time. He's, yeah. um, he's been following our page for, for a while. Fellow red dragon. I saw he had a SUNY Cortland, uh, hoodie on. I never see like, that's how busy I was. Like I saw it and I'm like, Oh, I want to say something to him about that. And then it just didn't have time. Yeah, but it was cool to see him like semi-remote 
I don't, I don't know if he's in the gym all the time, especially with COVID and stuff. Um, but he's turned into quite a good lifter. Oh yeah. He's, he's gotten, you know, very, very good pretty quick. So. Well, quick little shout out to, to him and Danny. Uh, they hit monstrous lifts. Like, like uh, I've seen Danny lift a couple times and he was on point at this meet, you know, three for three in the snatch, uh, two out of, or two out of three on the clean and jerk. I think he tapped out at 110 on the clean and jerk. And on the snatch, I think he hit like 88 or 87, something up, like that. Up 91, the, 91. Yeah, up towards the 90s, I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, uh, he did good. He usually, his consistency for him is usually kind of a, usually yeah. kind of an issue. So, yeah, it was good to see him hit a ton of, it was good to see him hit a ton of lifts, you know, consecutively and not have a, a lot of misses. I think he only missed like one lift all day. Yeah. And Jared went six for six. This was his first in-person meet. And he, uh, I think he snatched 88 and he clean and jerked. Uh, I want to say 115. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what he, what he lifted either, but um, yeah. They, either way, great job to both of them. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I can't remember their numbers, but they, they did very good. Um, I know they're lifting pretty comparable weights. They were kind of trading lifts there towards the end. So, yep. And uh, Natalie, Natalie snatched 60 and clean and jerked 80, I believe. Right. Yeah. She, she was the other one. It was Haley and Natalie that I told my guys. Um, Cause most of the team I brought was girls. I said, watch, watch these two. Yeah, no, they did phenomenal jobs, you know, and then John, John snatched 125 and he clean and jerked 158. So that was great to see him getting under some big weights and he'll come back and he'll hit that 130, 165, you know, probably next time we see him. Like I know he hasn't been training a whole lot prior to this, but he's been on a comeback this year and he's uh, he's looking in, like he's in he good a, shape. He had a couple injuries a while back. And I know aside from the February online qualifier, qualifier that we did together, I think this was his first like in-person meet in almost two years. So it was good to see him back lifting. I know he's been focused mostly on coaching while he was injured. Um, I, I, I want to say it was like a, like a back injury he had for a while. Um, so it was good to see him back. Um, you know, we kind of have like a friendly rivalry that we have between the two of us too. So it's, uh, it's good to get him, you know, as he's getting healthy and, and not having uh, to, to wonder like, oh, maybe I only got him because of uh, – injury or something like that you know? what's the head-to-head -head right now um well it depends um as of like us actually acknowledging that we have like a friendly rivalry with each other um i think i'm up two to one but um you know those two victories i have didn't come at a live comp so um they came at like a, a just a max out day that we had together and there's okay and then we had the, the February online qualifier, which wasn't limited to six lifts. Um, you know, so there's some misses in there and there's just, you know, just kind of pushing the max out, um, which I think, you know, it just kind of benefited me. Um, you know, John's kind of in a lose-lose situation though. You know, he's a, he's, <laughs> a, he's a 109, I'm a 102 right now, right? So he's a bigger guy. Um, you know, so, and he's, it's just like, there's no way to really win that. Like you should beat me. Right. Yeah. You know, plus he had the, the injury, you know, so he's kind of at a disadvantage because he's kind of coming back from, from that, you know, he's not at his, 
peak condition right now you know so is it's like it's like you know you, you kind of if you win it's like oh well you should have but then if you lose it's like oh you know how'd you let the little guy beat you but uh you know so he's i you know i give it to john he's uh he's pretty he's pretty cool to be able to do all that and not take it you know into something it's not it's just a friendly little thing that we kind of bust each other's chops about well yeah, i mean he he pushes you you push him and and you're both having fun and it should be fun you know it should, that's what this stuff should be it should be fun all the time meeting people making friends and busting each other's chops and you know like all right i'm gonna make this lift i bet you won't lift me you know, it's, and it's not there's no maliciousness behind it right yeah no it's it's not it's not about um it's not about anything as far as like wins and losses either it's just you know we we just push each other because a lot of the times we get together it's uh that's pretty much the we're pretty much the only two that are there you know lifting that, that kind of weight we haven't gone to a big meet together yet where there's lots of other competition yeah we get together at the gym and it's just the two of us or you know he invited us up for the online qualifier and we were again the only two that were kind of lifting those kinds of numbers so like we just have a similar total right now um you know something around 280 is kind of where we're at and uh you know so we'll see we'll see you know next time hopefully i'm in a little bit better sorts with my lifting that i can that i can push him uh, a little bit more because i didn't i got a little behind in the snatch this this time and uh you know i didn't didn't kind of hang too close so yeah he got me but well, it's a good relationship. You know, I mean, people, people need someone to chase and also people need to be chased. And that's what you guys kind of have going on right now. And I think it's yeah, just going to keep kind of thing. pushing knows, both of you. He knows I'm right behind him. You know, I know there's no, there's no argument over who's the better lifter. You know, we, we, we know that I'm chasing John. Um, you know, I just, like I said, got lucky with a few days while he was on his way back that kind of, um, I got a, got a couple sessions on them. So it, it, that kind of kicked off our little friendly rivalry between the two of us. And, you know, but it, there's, there's no doubt that, that uh, he's a better lifter and I'm chasing him. So, you know, hopefully that pushes him that he knows I'm, I'm in the gym trying. Yeah. Know. And it'll keep pushing you. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, you saw him lifting several years ago and you were nowhere near, near close, but now we're catching oh. up. So we'll see where, where things go over the next course of the next year or so. Right. right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we have plenty more, plenty more meets together because I, I definitely enjoy lifting, lifting with him. So definitely. Now, uh, next on our list here, we got Cat, Killer Cat. So Cat and Good Joanna thing. cut some WWE style promos before this spring cleaning meet. Head on over to at Albany CrossFit Barbell Club, and I'm going to link them in the show notes too. We have to talk about these promos first. I've been trying to get people to do this for years. And it's just, it's another thing where it's fun. Let's just have fun with this whole thing, you know? And uh, I'm really glad Kat and Joanna did it. It was funny the the two, like, most polite, like, quiet people in the club. And they came out with, they were the only two that did, a, like, like, a promo like that. I know. And they both did a, a really good job. I was I was cracking up. Yeah, the they're time. talking, yeah. talking smack. Like, Joanna's like, strong, strong can be. You'll never out snatch and clean jerk me. And then Kat's video, she's like, I'm the baddest bitch on this platform. And I was like, holy crap. Like, we're like, I've never seen this before. And so, but it was so awesome. 
and then Kat showed up with the with the WWE belt fanny pack. Yes. And she came in, in uniform with her uh, glasses and everything. So yeah, I mean, Kat has the best fanny pack I've ever seen in my life. It's a WWE Championship belt, but a fanny pack. So that was pretty sick. You were pretty proud of your tactical fanny pack uh, for your coaching, and then we saw that. I can't even wear it now. Like, yeah. how can I wear my like tactical fanny pack? Order you a WWE one. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta up my game now. I gotta figure something out that can top that. But Cat, <laughs> you know, she made four out of six lifts, snatched sixty kilos, clean and jerked eighty-two kilos, and totaled one forty-two. All three competition PRs, and her last total before this was um, one thirty-three. Right. Let me double check here. Got my notes. 131, 131. So 11 kilo bump on her total. And she's just really coming into her own as a weightlifter. She's transitioning from strong man or strong woman as well. And I mean, not that she's done with that. Of course, you know, when that sport opens up, you know, I believe that's her number one passion, but she's seeing what she can do in weightlifting right now. Her flexibility has improved Mm. a giant amount. Like if you looked in the fall on her front rack for cleans and the jerks, it's so much better and she's getting so much more confident dropping under snatches and she's going to be able to continue to figure out how to channel her strength into those lifts and big things on the way for cat for sure. Yeah. She was, she was looking good. Um, I know she's already qualified for like masters worlds and whatnot. Um, and she's on team USA now. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully she just keeps going with that. And, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, you know, there's, there's probably records and whatnot within reach. So hopefully those go soon and everything works out. So, yeah, May, uh, at the end of May, May 21st, I believe, uh, she'll be lifting in the virtual world masters championships. Mm. So that's, that's her next meet. She's not going to do the one on May 15th, obviously with that going on, but you know, she's right now she's working with a nutritionist, you know, making sure her weight is tapered down. And right now we're on track to be where we need to go, uh, for that. And uh, we're just going to have a great time with that competition. Uh, we worked out well, the Zoom setup for AO. So we're confident in that. So this will be um, another member on the team lifting at the world championship. So she's following right in Kim's footsteps. Now we just got to secure that gold or get on the podium. We'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, next on the list, we got Joanna. Bad yeah. news, Joe. News, Joe. Bad news, Joe. She went four for six, snatched 23 kilos, clean and jerk 35, totaled 58. All three competition PRs took first place in the ladies' master's 71 kilo class. And this is her first meet back in like four or five years. We talked about it when she was on the show a little while ago. And uh, yeah, so she's back in the game. Yeah, You said those were all PRs for her? Yep, all competition PRs. Wow. Yeah, and you know what? I got to give Joanna a lot of credit because she is one who seems like these, this is something that would get her nerves going. This is not an enjoyable experience at all. This is not something that she deems fun. Right. And she goes out and she missed her first snatch. And then did did she miss a lift after that? She, no, no. She, um, what did I say? She went four for six. So she, she missed uh, a clean jerk, I think. Okay. So she missed her first snatch, makes both of her remaining snatches. Like, that's so hard to do, you know, especially somebody who can be a ball of nerves before something like this, you know. So, 
Joanna deserves a, a huge pat on the back for being able to take, you know, overcome her fear, do a meet, which in and of itself is not anything that she thinks is fun. Go out, miss uh, your first lift, right? Which is probably the worst thing that could happen. In, in her first meet in five years, miss the first right. lift. Right, miss the first lift and then bounce back and make the next two and hit a competition PR. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I mean, one, she has to put up with me and live with me and all things weightlifting and go to all these meets. But, and she's only been back to training, like coming to the barbell club to work on these lifts for the last two weeks. And, and we, we've uh, only, only two days a week as well. So it's like she's had four sessions under her belt before we did this and uh, had these competition PRs, had a great day. And uh, can't yeah, thank her enough for, uh, again, putting up with uh, all my antics here on uh, weightlifting and sticking around till like 5.30 at night to clean up the place too, because we had to continue to do that. Yeah, she did a great job. I mean, yeah, and on top of all the lifting, just all the extra help she did, yeah. She had her, she had her hands full, so. Definitely. So great job, Joanna. That's it for the ladies team. That's uh, the Barbell Club's ladies team. Everyone killed it. Great job. Uh, for the men, Miguel, four out of six lifts made, 73 kilo snatch, which is a competition PR, 87 kilo clean and jerk, which is a competition and a lifetime PR, 160 total, which is a competition PR. And so it's like uh, like Miguel came, came to play. Like uh, he was a different man. Like normally he's a ball of nerves, although you'll never know by looking at him. And we've had some confidence issues with things like the jerk. Uh, but recently we've had a breakthrough on just trying to get him to really stick his neck through and head through on the catch and push the bar back as much as he can get in this space right here. Normally I, he's all here. I talked to him after his lifting and actually made mention of how good his jerks look. Um, he told me he's just been working on adjusting kind of his elbow position before he dips for the jerk. That too. Um, and, and he said that that's made like a world of difference about like him being able to get the bar kind of back where it needs to be. Um, I guess when his elbows are too high, he tends to kind of unfold them and push it away from him. Yep. Um, do you think we, we made that change within the last week and a half. Yeah. Like, and, uh, like we, it's been like night and day for him. So, and, and you could tell. Yeah. And I hope, like, I mean, he just cleaned in competition 225, 102 kilos for the first time. And I am fully confident he could jerk that. So it's like he has like a giant clean and jerk in, in the waiting coming up. Yeah. And that's going to do a lot for him at meets, especially national level meets where he's already done pretty good at, at some, you know, some of the sessions he's been in. But these bigger lifts will, are going to open up the door on much higher placements and getting into other sessions. But like just to put in perspective, we've been working on his jerk technique for months now, changing his stance. Uh, within the last week, we adjusted his elbow position because he used to have like full on front squat, front rack. And I brought him down here, almost where you'd see me go, like all, all the way down here. And we have him as well, tilting his chin up and looking up towards the ceiling. So instead of looking straight ahead and trying to tuck back or just not even tucking back, he's completely looking up. And that has helped a lot as well on just bar path and placement and then just getting him to put it back like we've worked on so many little things and I know it's been frustrating for him because trial and error is frustrating 
right. uh, especially when like nine days ago or however long it was, I go to him, I'm like, well, why don't we try lower elbows? And he's like, oh, we're just re just changing another thing. You know, it's never going to be where it needs to be. It's always in construction mode and great. Now I have to worry about getting my elbows down and whatnot. I know it's frustrating. I know, but it's, yeah, that's weightlifting and you know, it, the results are working. So Miguel is going to be coming into his own. I can feel it. We're going to continue working on the jerk with a big emphasis on our next training cycle, working on the jerk. And uh, I think that's going to bode well for him. Yeah, no, he, he looked great. Um, you know, like I said, I, I even made a comment to him about how good his jerks looked. So, and he, he seemed pretty happy with uh, the results and everything um, from his day. So, you know, I, I definitely noticed a change. So whatever you guys were doing, you know, keep it up. But I've made that same adjustment with a couple of my lifters too, that for maybe a different reason, um, you know, I had a couple of, a couple of my guys, they'll go and on their way into the dip. So they'll be descending into the dip. And as they're doing that, they're going from this like high front rack. And then as they dip, you'll see the elbows come down and kind of move down with their hips. Right. So then, then that just they're trying of, to press it. Well, like as, yeah, as they're dipping in, then their elbows come down. So, so they're, they're, they're subconsciously telling themselves like your elbows are not where they should be. Like a lower elbow position is more comfortable. You're going to that position, but everything's moving together as you're dipping into the, into the dip for the jerk. So we're, so we're dipping down. Then the shoulders roll forward. The back starts to kind of round. We're not tight. The bar might start to slide down the chest a little bit. And then we try to drive into the jerk and everything's out of place. So having them, take their time in between to clean the jerk, move their elbows down, get set. Then as we dip in for the jerk, as we dip, then nothing up top is moving. Everything's tight, fixed. And we're just driving with our legs and we're, we're keeping contact with that bar. We're not having all that movement up top. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the reason that I've had it with a couple of my guys. Um, you know, so a little different reasoning, but, you know, it's kind of the same fix, you know, making sure that those elbows are set where they, where they need to be before we start moving, um, the legs. Yeah. It's just set up a, it, you need to set up a start position yeah. that is a strong platform to do the lift off of the same way you would do for the snatch and the clean when the bar is on the floor, like right. that. You, so you have to have a start position. You have to know how to get into it. And what they're doing when they do that is as everything happens that you described, the bar is moving forward. You're mm. probably going to press it forward or be on your toes early. And you're loading your arms to press the bar up and yeah. do like a push press jerk or something like that because you're because they're probably upper body dominant and they don't know how to use their legs yet to move right. the bar so they're loading yeah so they're loading the upper body and all the weight is right in here instead of down lower where it needs to be all that does is make it feel heavier and it's just going to psych you out from going underneath because when you you load up your little forearm muscles you know, that, that weight feels a lot heavier than if you put it on your legs. So exactly. But yeah. so, you know, just, they, they'll keep practicing that just like Miguel and Miguel, you know, when it, over the last couple of training cycles this year, we've had many instances where we're working on the jerk, where we had target weights or we're maxing out and Miguel, he he'll just work on technique. 
So if we're going uh, for a heavy double on the jerk or heavy single, he'll still do doubles and singles, or he might change singles to doubles and he'll make really small jumps. So he's still ramping the weight up, but he's spending more time on the lighter end working on the technique than maybe like what shop's doing across the room, which is like, we are doing, we're maxing out. Like we're like, we are going heavy. Like we're going to make jumps and we're going to really push the upper limit. Miguel is pushing the upper limits of his technique in a different way, really taking the time to pause with the bar on his shoulders and find the right position and be able to get into it. And what we need to do now, what he needs to do now is to be able to do that as well when we clean and jerk, because we have noticed that the setup feels a little bit different after a clean than it does taking the bar off of the rack. So we need to keep connecting those two and melding them to be a little closer. Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely, definitely agree. So, so great job, Miguel making great improvements. Oh, one more point for Miguel in the speed race. Um, Um, I was over warming up for the snatch and Miguel was taking his attempts on the platform and he, I think he made I think he missed this attempt but he went for one it might have been his last snatch I think and um so watch him he takes it and John's standing next to me and he goes wow that boy can move so that was 80 so he snatched he, he missed 71 on his opener made 73 which is a competition PR which I was so happy like he came over the table and he's like and he's like let's go up after missing the opener and for someone being as kind of a nervous competitor, like he is, I wasn't expecting that, but I was happy. I was happy to see it. And that was a competition PR. And then he went up to 80, which would have been a lifetime PR by a pound had he hit 80. Right. Yeah. He he did. He did good. And then he also did tell me too, after the meet that he wasn't retiring after this one. So that's a good sign. Not retired Miguel. Which I, I, maybe his retirement days are, are coming to an end because he did buy another singlet, which is also a good sign that you're not going to retire if you're buying singlets. No more Adidas wrestling singlet. He's a weightlifter now. He's got he's got the virus. So got the virus. Uh, that's a whole debate. We'll save that for another podcast on Adidas singlet. Like what you just said, your statement, right, right there. That's what he. That's what what he told me. What in the locker room? That's what he told me. Was he's like, I'm. I've got no more Adidas wrestling singlet. I've got, I've got the virus singlet now. So. Oh, I disagree. Adidas was here first, man. But, like but that was the first weightlifting. Adidas singlet. wrestling singlet. Like maybe Adidas weightlifting singlet might be different. I don't know. You know. I don't know. I think in the '90s, everybody was just buying the singlet. Like there was one singlet, and everybody had it. You know. Yeah, I don't know what the difference between you know the construction of a wrestling singlet versus a weightlifting singlet. I'm not sure if there is a difference or what it would be, um, you know, but I, all, I right. do, all of us had our first singlet was some $30 wrestling singlet off Amazon. That's and still my know. singlet. That's I'm still $30 at black Adidas singlet. I'm offended and triggered. I'm not getting rid of mine. Mine, Jim Storch lifted in mine. I'm keeping my, my Adidas wrestling singlet is like my prized possession right now. That's that's right. I, all right. Well, we're gonna have to look up the history of all this and get Miguel on, and we'll debate. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, oh, uh, Donnie, new new to the barbell club. Donnie killed it. He's all over he the Instagram. Me. Yeah. Huh? I said he impressed me. Six for six, Donnie. He did. He did awesome. Six for six, silver medal in the men's uh, eighty-one kilo class. Snatched sixty-one kilos clean and jerked 84 and uh 145 total for first meet uh you can't can't go wrong there and 
you know, he, I had him much lighter. And after he made his openers, he's like, he's like, he's like can I go ahead? I'm like, all right, we're gonna do whatever you want to do. Like, like you're looking good. You're looking strong. He was moving way faster, way crisper than what he normally does in training. But this is a good coaching lesson. Normally when I get to see him, it's at six 30 at night mm-hmm. and he's been at his desk job all day. And maybe he's done some CrossFit workouts during the week and whatnot. So I'm seeing a different Donnie in training. And this was Donnie like souped up. This was Donnie rested, well-fed. He's got a singlet on. He's looking good. His girlfriend's in the room. So, you know, he's, good. he's, you know, he's locking out those lifts. Girlfriend's in the room. Oh, yeah, so sure. it's like, you know, I was, I was impressed with Donnie. And I was like, yeah, man, let's go up. Let's take these jumps. Let's Shout make lifts. Lewis, the singlet. Yep. Yep. He's wearing Lewis, Lewis's singlet, you know, so that singlet's seen some competition. I think Lewis did his first his first meet in that red singlet so it's um really happy with donnie and i uh, hope he sticks with it he said he had fun so now it's uh, time to get him into the next one i can't say more enough about donnie yeah no he did he did great he was fun to watch um you know it's good to see a, a new lifter like that you know that can move their feet and you know do all the things that you want to see so he's he's got a, a big future for him yeah uh, if he sticks with it so and those shoes he was wearing those are brand spanking new like he just started like, training in in weightlifting shoes too yeah yeah no he was he was moving well i was uh, i was impressed with him which and he bought a singlet too like it just didn't come in time, time but, yeah. so he he's got new shoes he's got a singlet mm-hmm. you know he's yeah he, he's in he's in so i'm happy like uh we gotta get donnie snatching you know 100 kilos like gotta get everybody up to 100 you know like so that's that's the goal so we'll we'll keep getting him strong mm-hmm. Next up, we have uh, the man himself, Mr. Schaff. Yeah. Four for six, 97 kilo snatch, which was a competition and lifetime PR. 125 kilo clean and jerk, another lifetime and competition PR. 222 total, a competition PR. I mean, what what more could I want? What more could I want? Like 230. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 230. Um, I, no, I, I think I, you know, there, I, I didn't get hyped about Schaff in the moment of like after his like big cleaning jerk and everything or his, like in any of his PRs just because I expected it out of him today. Like, yeah. Was, just go do what you got to do. Like it's time, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it's almost how I view myself when I get a PR at a competition now. I don't get super excited about it because it's like, this is what we train for. And like watching Schaff for this last couple of training cycles and he's hitting big squats and big lifts and training and all this other stuff and it's like okay now just go do what you got to do right yeah you're, you're there we expect it none of this is a surprise like this is this is what you need to do so and he he delivered so in and did it all on you know the second attempt you know so there's more in the tank well and i i i think that's a good word to use with shaf is that he frequently delivers on competition day. There's not been a competition where he hasn't delivered other than kind of the Arnold a little bit. The Arnold was rough, you know, with the, the warmups and then the lifts with the clean jerk. But if you look at his clean jerks from the Arnold, mm-hmm. I think we were trying like, like 111 or something like that. And then that 125 from yesterday, it's like, 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 like we've, we knew that the, that PR was coming. He's hit, 125 from the hips the hang the blocks it's like a, it's like a rocky, everything it's like a rocky four thing you know like he was spent the whole last year training in a garage on a 
you know, a little squat rack and barred equipment and just during you know, Ramadan. Yeah. And just like, you know, like he's just like got the odds against him and he's just been uh, just, you know, trained his butt off during quarantine and everything. And then got back in the gym and, you know, just finally just said, take me, I'm a weightlifter and, and, you know, succumb to putting himself on a squat cycle and, and doing all the other things, you know, going up a weight class and all this other stuff that, you know, he needed to do to hit these big numbers that he wants. And, you know, finally realized you can't, have your cake and eat it too you can either be you know skinny and do crossfit or you can live the life of a weightlifter and i think he's finally uh which if you live the life of a weightlifter you can kind of eat the cake yeah. and, and yeah. still and still still make weight so you know i think i think he's just done like i just expected him to do well um just because of everything he's done during training and, and all the progress he's made it's like you know I didn't yeah. expect anything less out of him. So, and and he he does a really good job of he's got a good head on his shoulders. So he does a really good job of managing the expectation because I th I think you know he he must know that everybody in the club expects him to be hitting some of those lifts, expects him to perform like like he's in the middle of the room during training. Everyone's always seeing him hit these PRs or, and holding him accountable when he's not working hard enough or something happens. So it's like, not only are you expecting it and then I'm expecting it, but like Miguel's expecting it. Haley's expecting it. Renee's expect everyone in the team is like, Hey man, we, we are waiting for you to go out there and do this job that we know you can do. And we want you to do. And that could be a high pressure situation, you know, and he does a very good job of managing it. I agree. But at the same time, I think everyone on the team kind of feels that, you know, because I feel like, you know, even as one of the remote athletes on the team, like I know that if I go out and I don't at least post a total, like I let the team down, you know? Yeah. I know shop's not going to let me off the hook if I don't total, you know, or do something. No, you know? he's going to be, he's going to have a lot of ammo to talk shit until the next meet until you post the total. Right. Exactly. Like if, if you go out and bomb, like he's gonna, he's gonna let you know, you know, and the, and the girls too, you know, and I, I feel like every individual in the team knows that like, it's not just about them. It's about representing for the team. And if you don't go out and so like, yes, what you said is true. It applies to shop, but I think it applies to everyone on the team. Like I, I think Miguel and Haley and Renee, like when, and Kat, like they got on the platform and they knew that they were making the lift for everybody. You know, it's not just not just about them. You know, I think everybody like we were talking about before when we were talking about how Haley like watches and everything. You know, I think everybody holds each other accountable and, and holds each other to a, a certain expectation of, you know, we all put in this work, you know, so we, we expect, you know, the team to perform. Yeah, I can see that. So I can good, also good thing. I can also see other people on the team having a really bad day and everyone being accepting on like, okay, you tried your best. You had a bad day uh, that's for, that's, for, for him, for him, it's, I won't get away with a bad day for him. It's a little different. It's almost like everyone on the team has acknowledged, like you are not allowed to have a bad day for whatever reason. You just, you just can't, we just won't allow it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's people on the team for sure that are not like allowed to have a, a, a bad day. And I'm sure shop gets most of that on the day-to-day -day training. I know. It, it, it would be hard for me to pass off having a bad meet. I, I know he wouldn't get away with having a bad meet. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's tough to be in, be in those shoes sometimes, but you know, 
and it's um and he he, he 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 does a great job too of pushing and training and he's understanding a lot more now on like sometimes you know we're doing so much work from the hang like you know our club does a lot of work from the hang we do a lot of position work a lot of different complexes and sometimes he's not always as excited as I am about some of the PRs he hits and we've had this conversation before he's like yeah but I didn't do I haven't done it from the floor you know but it's like oh yeah but this is going to help you get it from the floor you know we're slowly you know knocking down barriers mentally uh, and also getting stronger it's like okay you know you snatched 225 from the hip 102 kilos a couple weeks ago he hasn't done it from the floor yet but we're getting awfully close like we're, we're three kilos away so it's like we're four, five kilos away from 102 we're three kilos away from 100 but there's times when he's hit you know 200 or 205 pounds from uh from the hip for a double or a triple and he's like ah yeah but i i can't do that from the floor but it's like not yet and i think when he, when he has a day like yesterday which he consistently has days like that when it matters it's like yes, well, now you've done it from the floor when it actually has mattered, you know, in competition. And I think the more times he's done that, the more he starts to realize, okay, all those other little things that we do, slowly moving the needle forward on all this variety of lifts, getting stronger on them, it pays off in the end. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, you can show up and you can be a great student and a great um, member of the team and you can show up and you can do the work right and you'll progress but then there's those athletes that truly buy in those ones that, that truly truly like there's a different level of like when you finally like not only are you just doing everything the coach says but you really are buying into it so like it's not just i'm doing hangs because you say so right but i'm doing the hangs because i know that this is going to help me with this next thing right so now i know when i'm going to pull from the floor and i get to the knee that I've got the strength to make this position. So I've just got to iron out that first part of the pull, right? And now I'm confident. And it's like, you know, breaking down the little, understanding not just what you put on paper, but the why behind it and really buying into your methodology more than just saying like, okay, here's my money. Give me the workout. It's transactional. Yeah. Right? He's there. He understands what you're giving him. And now I think he's starting to understand kind of why you're having him do the things that you're having him do, you know, plus then on top of that, he's asking for more, put me on a squat cycle. You know, how do I do this? How do I do that? You know, give me, you know, he's really buying in. Um, yeah. Asking for more is always a good yeah, sign. 12 kilos to your total in a year. So, yeah. And, and with much more room to grow and it's like, you know, the, the, the style of programming that we do, is like what you just said, it's supposed to lend into building that belief that you can do some of these things like snatch 102 or 100 because you've done it from other positions. And now you now you actually know what it's like to go under that too, right? You know, it's like to hold it in your hands and pull under it. And of course, there's that first part of the pull that's gone, but hopefully this gives you more belief that if you can get it to the knee and get it to the hip, you can do something with it. And like you said, with buy-in, like, this is not all to say that our programming is any good at all. You know, the thing that's good about our programming, and of course, I think a lot about it, and there is work that goes into it, of course. But the thing that makes our programming so valuable is that there is the buy-in to the programming. 
You can have the worst program in the world, but if everyone's on board, everyone believes in it, everyone push hard in it, it'll still work. You know, various, you can have the most technically sound, beautiful scientific programming. If no one wants to do it, no one believes in it, it's not going to work, right? So that, that's, it's good that we have so many people on the team, you know, not just Shaf, that believe in what we do and believe in the system that we use and they're on board with it. They're like, okay. And a, a lot of it too is built off of athlete input too. on like what they're saying they, they wanted, you know, I think Mikel, Miguel made an off the cuff comment, maybe around AO, the AO for Renee and Haley, or maybe just before that, that, that he'd like to see time sets return imams and stuff. And that was kind of not where else my head was at for the next training cycle, but guess what we're doing? We're doing time sets because I, I, and I'm like, you know what? You're right. We should do that. And that will still accomplish the goal of what I have for the team on Mondays. Boom. Like there's a lot of athlete input in our programming as well these days. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, like I said, it's, it's, um, it's evident that he's fully bought in and, you know, he's not so much, you know, off reading and doing his own research and stuff. He's, he's bought into what you're giving him and, uh, you know, you can yeah. tell, like, he's just, he's just, he's got more confidence to him. He's not, he's not that same kid from a year ago that, you know, like he showed up to meets and stuff, but I don't know. There's just something different about him now that he's, uh, you know, you can, you he's, he seems more like a lifter now. Yeah. He's coming into his own as, as being, being a weightlifter. And yeah. just to kind of close out my thought here, I, I had another thought on my head on just programming. And we talked about this earlier on the club. So many people at the club being at a different level now, intermediates. So it's like now the programming is becoming more individualized mm -hmm. as, as a group. We're still doing group training, but it's, there's more input from the group on what that training should be. And the beginners that are in the room will still benefit. It doesn't, you know, it's like versus like years ago, the programming was like, this is like, everybody's a beginner. So this is what we all have to do to keep rising up now. Like Haley's like, I want more jerk work and more jerk accessory. So on Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, Wednesdays are, are where we're, we've been, and we're going to continue to do on our position day, jerks off the rack and blocks and jerk accessory. Mm -hmm. And that's not only going to benefit her, but that benefits everyone else because the beginners, they need isolated work on the jerk and they need to work on jerk anyways. And everyone on team will get better at this shuffle jerk 300. So it's like, even if, even if I would have programmed individually for Shaf specifically, just jerks, the fact that we're doing it, like he'll just benefit because he'll just keep getting stronger. Then when he jerks 300 off of the blocks or the rack, now he has that belief on, oh, I can do this. If I can just clean it and stand up with it, I'm going to have maybe an okay chance of putting it overhead. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> uh, well, great job, Shaf. Making great progress. Uh, the last person on team we have to talk about is uh, this guy. Yeah. Looking at right here. All right. Yeah, Frank. Not, not uh, talk about well, only only two lifts, but hey, two two for six, one fifteen snatch, one fifty five clean and jerk, two seventy total. First in the men's one hundred two weight class, so we we got another gold or a uh, Ferrero Rocher or whatever candy you picked for the prize. So it all worked out. Yeah, it was it was good. It was a it was a big day. It was crazy. It was uh, you know, I had a, had a lot going on, and uh, I think. I think you know I I I think I did well. I wouldn't give myself an A on the day, 
you know, there were some, some things that um, I definitely learned, um, you know, but I think overall, you know, going in coaching five lifters um, and then still being able to put up a, a total that ties my best in-person competition total ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's a, a solid day. So not to mention, you know, we've been playing around with opening at 115 on the snatch mm-hmm. at Christmas and kilos. You had to get two stabs at it. And no, this one opened at 110 at Christmas and kilos. Oh, you did? Oh, mm-hmm. oh then I'm wrong then. Well, either way, hit 115 first attempt then. So yeah. yeah, 115 was my third attempt. So what my third attempts were at Christmas and kilos, I opened with at this at this meet. So you know, I went that's 150, huge 155 back in December. Um, but those were third attempts uh, with with a couple of makes before them. Um, you know, so we kind of built up to that where where today or this weekend we opened at 115, 155 with hopes to go a little bit bigger. I was looking to, you know, make that jump into the 120s finally for um, something in competition, in, in live competition. Um, didn't quite work out. Um, and this is, that's another benefit right there of having the ability to run meets and doing meets more often, you know, like if, if you're only doing a meet every six months or something like that, then you're never going to have those opportunities to try this stuff. And then, then it, it puts so much pressure and like, like, all right, well, we're not going to have another chance to try this in six more months. And I paid $80, you know, and whatnot. So it's like it, the same thing with everybody else on the team. We, we were good. We had some high openers for a lot of people on the team and we went for some jumps because why not? You know, this isn't the last competition we're going to do. And if we ever hope to do it, we have to practice it. And for you, in order for us to get in the 120s on the snatch on competition day, we have to be opening higher and we have to be putting it on the bar. And that's so even though you didn't connect with 120 for the second and third attempt, we still took 120, which I don't remember. What was your third attempt at Christmas and kilos? Uh, 115. For, for third attempt? Yep. Didn't yeah. you make it on the second attempt? No, I missed 110 on my first attempt. That's right. Back and made it. And then took 115 for my sec- for my third. So look at that right there. This so you've only pulled on 120 twice in competition, and it was yep. this last one. So we have to we have to do that more. Like we have like we have to keep putting on the bar to the point where putting 120 on the bar or something close to it isn't foreign. It's not scary. It's not not that it is scary for you, but you know you know what I mean. It's not a, a, a an, an out of the blue thing. It's not the first time. Right. Well, and it, like that didn't even like cross my mind. Like the only thing I was thinking about was just trying to keep the gap between John, you know, not trying to keep it single digits, you know, like I didn't want to get him to get, let him get too far ahead of me. Right. So I knew I had to snatch something at least 20 um, to make that not happen. Cause I knew he was good for 25 plus. Um, and it worked out exactly like I thought, like he snatched 25. Um, yeah. And, and well, yeah, that's, that's not what you're thinking about. That's just what I'm thinking about long-term. Yeah. Um, like, like, like what your fate will be like for Schaff, like two thirty is a pretty big or one thirty is pretty big clean and jerk for his final attempt, but he made one twenty five lifetime PR. So I have a choice here. Do I put him at one twenty seven or one twenty eight and maybe he gets another PR or do I put a number that's substantial that we need to pull on for the first time? We need to see a three on there. One, three, zero. Holy shit. You know, all right, let's go out there. And he has to experience the nerves and just whatever thoughts are just the weight on his hands in a competition for the first time. So that's why I put 130 on 
I, I don't know if he's going to get it. I kind of like, I, I had no expectations on it. If he gets it, bonus. If not, we pulled on it for the first time. That way, next time at a bigger meet, states, it's like you've pulled on this before. It's not new. Yeah, I mean, he went for that clean. He really did. So, you know, it was good to see him attack that one. He wasn't, he didn't act scared of it. So, it was, was completely good. unknown. Yeah. And, but and that's what we're doing with you, you know, like we're putting yeah, weights on there. Like I want to, you know, I want to snatch in the, in the twenties in competition. And, you know, I mean, like, I'd like to open at 20 in October. Like, I don't want to be snatching in the teens. Like I want this behind me, you know? So we talked a week ago and, you know, just saying like, we need to snatch 20 as much as possible in training just to make it, you know, the same way, a hundred and 105 and 110 and all these other numbers were six months ago. And you just hit 120 from the hips PR. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I've snatched 20 a few times this year already, um, you know, either from the floor or from, from different positions. So, you know, it, it's becoming a little more frequent. Um, I know we hit the 25 back towards the end of last year, um, like October or November or something like that. We hit that. Um, and I think maybe we only did it did in the 20s, like maybe one more time after that before the end of the year. But I've already snatched it, you know, probably – two or three times this year um you know so i want to you know keep doing that more often so that in you know six months from now it's um a confident weight that we're we're opening with or you know or maybe i only have to take a three or four kilo jump instead of five or six to get there yeah like it'd be 18 21 or something like that or start i I think you're well well on the way and you know just the more you get the bar in your hands the the better so I, I think we're going to see confident. more of that. I feel confident that I can snatch, you know, up to 15 any day, you know, so I just got to keep, it just needs time. I just need a couple more months and, and we'll keep, keep doing it. You know, it was a long day. Uh, you know, a lot of new things got thrown at me. I was mentally fried. Um, you know, just my first time coaching and all this other stuff. And, you know, I had a, another lifter in the same session as me. So I'm trying to coach him and get myself ready. Um, you know, so that was, that was tough. Um, you know, not, and I'm not blaming any of the misses on that. It was just, just kind of the culmination of the day was just, just yeah. a little but it's good to know you can hit a 270 total when you're tired and a little stressed out and you've had a big day. You had to drive all the way out to Albany, you know, two and a half hour drive and coach five people and be right. worried about a lot of things, you know, and not still hit. the two lifts that I made didn't look that bad. When I look back at them, like the 15 was decent. And the, um, that 155 was one of the better cracks at 155 I've had that like that jerk looked good. So, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset with that at all. Um, you know, the good, the good thing is, is like, I'm not upset with the misses knowing that the four lifts I missed were competition PR attempts, you know, yeah and, and and lifetime, lifetime PR attempts, lifetime PR attempts. So, you know, like, we went for it. We went big. Like I said, my goal was to stick with John and, you know, it didn't work out um, exactly how I wanted to, but you know, Hey, I mean, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but I can yeah. say I went for it. And uh, well, it's uh, there's something to be said for practicing comp competing, like just being in a competition, but then also practicing actually competing like, like you're a, against someone. So there is a difference on just going to a meet and doing the meet and you're in a weight class. And yes, there is a competition. There's a whole nother thing on where you're like, all right, those are my two guys and you're trading lifts back and forth. It's a, it's different. Yeah. 
no, it is. And I've tried to put myself in that position a lot more because there was a small stretch of time where I wasn't competing with people. Like either it was like a weight class thing or just they were a small meet and nobody was there. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. weird situations um, or, or the complete opposite where it's like the Arnold and there's just so many lifters and you're in the B session and you're not quite, you know, in the top group of guys. So it doesn't really matter what you do, even though you're trying to pick a guy or two to kind of battle with, like, it's just not, it's not the same. Although you might snipe a medal if you connect with the right lift. Yeah. <laughs> if only I could have that one back, right? The one that got away. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? So it's like, there was like a, a, a thing for a little while where there just wasn't that like, person to go back and forth with probably like two or three christmas and kilos ago was the last time i was like really in it in like a tight grouping like one kilo is going to decide or one lift is going to decide who's getting gold and who's getting bronze yeah it was you yeah. storch joe rogan not the podcaster the lift the weightlifter and, uh, yeah, swaggler richard mack swaggler was in it like yeah five guys like going for the point like it's been a long time since i've had like competition like that so i've been trying to put myself in these positions um to to have that competitiveness you know like whether it's just eating my face off and going up to 109 which i have no business being a 109 but you know trying to squeak into a weight class um to lift against a couple guys just to simulate that that competition there um because it doesn't always just happen organically, like with me and John, where we're just like, Hey, I'm going to give you a run. You know, like it, sometimes you just have to kind of do what you can to put yourself in those positions. So, you know, at that, that meet in Auburn, you know, I went up a weight class, you know, this meet I'm, I'm trying to, you know, link up with John, you know, I've made the trip out to Syracuse a few times to kind of go toe to toe with him um, and just kind of push each other. So it's just trying to find that competitiveness um it's an important thing to do you know if you want to be a competitor you know be competitive and find people to compete against and actually practice competing so yeah. it's like it's one thing to, to talk the talk but you have to walk the walk too uh if you're trying to beat people actually try to beat people and find people to try to beat right I, and i feel like I'm, I'm getting to that point with my lifting that you know like we're always working on technique we're always trying to get better um you know, but it's, it's about winning now. It's not about, you know, doing it for me. It's about, it's about being the best. Yeah. So, you know, I've got yeah. my eyes. We got LWC records to shoot for watch out Frankie Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've got, we've got a lot of those things to shoot for, you know, starting with the state championship in, in October, you know, like I'm, I want to go out and do well at Schenectady in, uh, in May, but you know, my eyes are on October. And yeah. I want to have the best version of me show up, you know, in shape, injury free and uh, put on a show. Well, with the way we've been hitting this week, I think we are definitely or not week year. I think we are definitely on track to, to doing that. Now, you were coaching for the first time at this event. Uh, so it's a lot different. Mm. There's a lot involved coaching at, at a meet, you know. Uh, so tell me about your experiences. Uh, uh, what went right? What went wrong you know there's always gonna be things that go wrong i mean like for me running this meet you know i did my little after action report and i was talking to joanna i'm like like uh i was it was a good day but like sometimes little blemishes will have me like not hating the whole thing but like being like oh, i gotta do another one because i want to do that part better it's like if i have a if i have a, a crappy 330 class i just don't 
you know, uh, do the whiteboard brief the right way. I know I have the 515 class to do it better. And I try to do it better and I reevaluate. Same thing with this, the briefing for the meet. I was like, ah, that sucked. I bombed. As I was talking and doing it, I'm like, I'm bombing right now. Like, like you know, like comedians go out and they bomb. And mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, I, I hated the way I did it. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was good. I know. Joanna said she didn't think it was bad either. But in my head, I'm like, I have done this so much better in our like practice ones that weren't sanctioned meets. Mm -hmm. And now I completely like just blew this. I just didn't do it the way I wanted to. I didn't explain you know, the table, I didn't explain where the bathrooms were. So like at the, at an event, you should say, all right, ladies bathroom is here. Men's bathrooms here. Yeah. These are places to eat. I didn't do any of that stuff. The one thing I didn't have time to do and forgot to do was to write myself a little script. What, what are the things I need to talk about? So that's something I know I can do better at the next meet. And it drives me crazy because I want to, I want to do a good job. You know, like, like this isn't just a half-assed thing. I wanted I want to do it the right way. That's how I do everything. So I hated that aspect of it. So I don't know. Have you done a after action thing for yourself on your performance? Yeah, I have. I, I kind of picked that up from you because um, I know you always kind of do that after a meet, um, kind of, you know, either run it by us or I, I know you run it by yourself, kind of what you think you could do better or maybe what you did well or anything like that. So real quick, I'll just give you a quick, not quite as in-depth of a rundown as you did, but I'll give you a quick uh, run down on my team because this may not be the last time you hear about some of these guys um so i had five five lifters i brought all of them first time at the meet at a meet um never done none of them had ever done a meet before uh we've been training weightlifting for to be generous probably about three months twice a week um so brenna wow she's my 49 kilo um female lifter she uh, snatched 28 kilos, clean jerk 36, so 64 kilo total. Um, the clean she, did a, she did a great job. Yeah, the clean and jerk was a PR for her, all-time comp. Everything's a comp PR for these guys because it was the first one, but it was an all-time uh, clean and jerk PR for her. So she got a nice little clean and jerk PR. Um, I thought she did really well. She was one of my nervous ones about the whole thing. So, but she did great. Um, Jess did uh she's in the uh, 64 kilo ladies class um she's one of my master's lifters she's in the 35 to 39 age group um she snatched 38 kilos uh clean and jerk 48 uh so an 86 kilo total for her which is um you know just a few kilos off of what she would need to qualify for ao series so she's got some goals coming up in the next few meets um you know she didn't have the most consistent day um, but I'll talk about that in a minute when I get to kind of answering your question more. Um, Jackie, um, she's uh, 64 kilo as well, um, but she's in the senior division, the open senior division. Um, she snatched 40 kilos. Um, she clean and jerk 54 kilos. That, that was a PR for her, all-time PR for her clean and jerk. Um, so 94 kilo total. Um, she did, uh, she went five for six. Brennan went five for six. Jackie went five for six. Um, so really good, consistent day for those guys. Um, next I have Stacy. She's a 64 kilo lifter as well. Um, 46 snatch, which tied an all-time PR for her. Um, nice. I know we don't usually try to tie all-time PRs, but to, that day was just about making lifts. And well, and it's different too, if the PR ties in a competition because it's right. technically a separate benchmark. 
Yeah, well, and she she had we had gone for forty six as her second attempt, and she missed it. Um, she out of out of all the girls is probably my like strongest um, right now. So she was kind of back and forth with like a shoulder thing, and we had bumped her openers down um, during last week. But then the last few days, she was feeling really good, so we bumped them back up. Um, so we played with her numbers a little bit. Um, she opened at 43, went to 46, missed the 46. So we were going to go for an all-time PR, um, if everything had gone perfectly, but, um, that 46 she missed was kind of, it was, it was not a good miss. So we didn't go up. We, we stayed there and took it again and she, and she bounced back and made it, which was good. Um, but then she came back and went three for three on the clean and jerk and got a 71 kilo clean and jerk, which was a, a all-time PR for her in that as well. So she got 117 kilo total um, in the 64 kilo women's uh, class, qualified her for the AO series, which is good. Um, so she's qualified for North American Open Series as a 64. Um, is she gonna do it? I hope so. She's actually from not too far from Columbus. Um, nice. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get her to go. Um, so we'll see. I mean, she's also talking, she weighed in at like 60 kilos. Um, so she may also go down um, to be a little more competitive at 59 because um, she's just got to drop two pounds and she ate a big breakfast. So she really kind of ate herself out of the 59 class, not knowing that she would have, she signed up as a 64. So kind of, yeah. well, but um, she didn't realize that, that she would have been in the other weight class. So, but I told them for this mean weight classes don't matter guys like show up and lift, be full. Let's just have a good time. Right. So exactly. You know, so she she did what she had to do, and and that seventy one kilo clean and jerk is big. So I'm really proud of her for that one. Um, we've been battling that in training for a while, um, getting comfortable around seventy. So uh, it was good that she that she did it when it mattered. Um, Jeff, he's uh, my masters male athlete. Um, he's in the fifty five to fifty nine age group as a one hundred nine. Um, and he snatched 56 kilos and clean and jerked 86. Um, so he totaled 142 and he also qualified for the North American Open Series. Um, and not too far off from some of the uh, other masters meets that are out there. So a little bit of work to do and we might start qualifying for, you know, some of the uh, masters nationals and whatnot. So awesome. And um, the, the Howard Cohen, which used to be the American Masters Championships. That's an open meet. Yeah, there's so, no, there's no uh, qualifier for that, so he'll uh, he we'll put that on his radar. So yeah, that'd be cool. Figure that out, you know. So all in all, you know, four golds, one silver. Um, you know, Brenna, Jackie, Stacy, and Jeff all went five for six. Um, and and four gold medals, one silver medal. You know, so I, I think for for a bunch of first timers, we did we did really well. I'm really proud of those guys. So. I think they did an awesome job. Yeah, it was great watching them lift and seeing everybody kind of get out of their comfort zones, you know, because you told me how nervous everybody was, which is completely normal. But uh, they they did the hardest part. They signed up, they got out there, and now they're they're weightlifters. So now it's time to uh, to go think, on to the next one. I think looking at it too, I think they looked good. You know, obviously there's you know, that, that newbie beginner technique that we're working on, you know, but for a bunch of guys that only have been lifting twice a week for the last three months, I, I think they looked great. Um, yeah, they look fantastic. As far as, as far as my part of the coaching part, I'm, I'm 
proud of myself that I got them ready. You know, I feel like they were prepared. Um, so I, I, I will take that as a win. Now, as far as some of the things that I wish I did better, um, there was a couple of things that, that I definitely have to take the blame for. Um, one of them being Jess going two for six. That, that's on me. Um, I had her, Jackie, and Stacy warming up at the same time because um, they all snatched within, you know, five or six kilos of each other. Um, and they're, they're all opening. I think they all opened within, you know, three or four kilos of each other. Um, you know, so they were all taking attempts at the same time. I didn't, I didn't pay as close of attention to some of her technique as I should have. It was more like hit this, you made it good. And I didn't pay attention to the fact that she was starting to get some getting into her toes. It was starting to creep in that she was starting to get into her toes on the pull. And I didn't notice it until that first miss on her second attempt that that's why. And by then it's too, it was too late to make that adjustment for her. Um, I should have corrected it in the warm up, and I, I did, I just didn't get it done. There, there's really no excuse. Like I just, it's just something I yeah. missed and I was too late. And well, I think, I think you're being a little too hard on yourself maybe on that one with having so many lifters in one session to really be, be yeah, doing so much technique work. You know, I'm definitely taking it with a little bit of grace. Like I know that like there's some room for me to make a mistake. And I explained that to these guys too. Like they're, they're not beating me up on it or anything like that. Like, it's just, you know, I haven't even really talked to her about that particular thing yet. You know, it's more just been like, you know, focusing on the positive, um, you know, and just keeping them positive about it. I don't want to talk about like missed lifts and stuff like that. Like everybody did a great job. They're all happy. I'm leaving that at that with them. Um, you know, this is just me, you know, telling myself like you need to pay more attention in the warm up, and and concentrate on more than just them making the lift. You know, like like once they're on the platform, that's not the time for technique change. You know, and I think the reason that crept in is because I thought going into the meet, the whole day is not really about talking technique. You know, it's about going out, making lifts, and having fun. So my goal was to not give too many technique cues, um, and I think that's what kind of cost me on that one. So. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I would agree. You want to keep it very minimal on, I mean, the training's been done. So like, if it's not there on this day, then really it might come down to weight selection mm -hmm. and okay. Maybe, maybe the weights I'm, I'm opening at, or maybe the progression of the attempts is so heavy that technique issues will be unchangeable. Yeah. So it could be something like that. And then of course, you know, if you do notice all on their toes on all the warmups, Yes, of course, coach that, you know, like, like, Hey, like get still give cues. I think what I'm saying is like a uh, teaching of the lifts is not a thing on that day, unless you have someone where it's like a situation with you where it's like, Hey, do your next, your first meet next week. And I'll show you how to snatch at the meet, right, you know, yeah. completely yeah. different, but you know, it's, um, yeah, I, just, I just wish I'd caught it sooner. Um, so I can just give her the simple cue of, you know, you know, push with your whole foot, stay balanced. think something like that where she's not letting, cause we've worked on this in training. It's not the first time that issues come up. This is like, this is her cue. Right. And I missed it, you know? Like okay. That, yeah. That makes sense. Worked then. on with her and, and I missed it. And I, I feel like that's why I'm like kind of beat myself up on it. It's cause like we've worked on this one. Like I should have been paying attention and noticed that like, I just trusted like, okay, we did the work. It's meet day. They're going to do what I taught them. And like, just didn't, I didn't stick I like didn't stick that in my mind that like, you know, 
you, you still need to be there coaching just like you would at practice, you know? Yeah. It's, everybody's going to have those things that, you know, they do like everyone on the team has th- like for you, we know that there's some lifts where you just, you won't pull enough, you know, or you might get on your toes during the pull. Like you have a bad break off the floor. So these are like the things that like, like the big things that are always a problem that, that we know we're always working on. And that on a competition day that I know like, all right, we should be looking at that and looking at that first. Yeah, and, and then there, if there's anything else that you're doing, it's like, all right, like, Hey, uh, you should hang your tongue out on this. It's like nothing new needs right. to come out, you know? Right. And like, I was more focused on trying to cater to what they're worried about versus what I was worried about as a coach, you know? So like, I know they're worried about like breaking rules or something like that. So I'm concerned about, you know, you know, hold the bar, don't drop it early. Don't touch it with your foot those things which that you can do when they're on the competition platform you know right yeah so it's like you know and i'm just and i and i think my biggest reason why i miss that stuff is because i'm worried about making sure everyone's on time i don't want them to be late right i don't want them to have to move weights around because they're not warmed up right i wanted everybody warmed up on time so i was so worried about the clock and them just doing the lifts when they needed to that i just wasn't giving the all of the coaching that I could have. So yeah, it's something I'm aware of and something I'm going to work on for next time, you know, just making sure that, that I'm, you know, a little bit better with, um, you know, giving the right cues and, and, and paying more attention to each warm up lift and not just making sure that they're taking the lifts on time. And you'll get better at it. Cause just yep. like this one, you're practicing. So you'll just keep practicing. You just have to pre every, that's why I, we've talked about this before on the podcast and I've mentioned it, I think on other shows, where it's like, uh, I need to go to meets and take you guys to meets so I can practice coaching. Right. You know, every time we're, 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 we're doing stuff at a local meet, that's practice for a national meet. You know, I need that practice too. And yeah. that's what you, what you use this for. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to beat myself too much up about it. I know it's, I know it's my first time and I know I've got, um, a lot of meets in the, ahead of me to coach and lift and all this other stuff. So, you know, it's, it's not a, it wasn't a total fail. I mean, you know, the majority of the team, you know, made went five for six. Right. And, you know, so as a, as a team, um, what would we miss eight lifts all total Yeah, out of my five guys. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty good day. So they, they, they did really well. Um, you know, it was just, it was just one of those things that, that I, that I know I need to focus on. The other thing was, um, that time in between, I kind of got sucked into like, making sure that I, cause I had to weigh in, in between the snatch and clean and jerk for the ladies. So I run, I tell them I'm leaving your, your lift list of lifts. I want, you know, you need to be, have one or two lifts left by the time this 10 minutes is up. So you need to start hitting lifts. Um, cause I got to go weigh in. I can't literally be in two places at once. Right. So leaving them to do that. Um, and then running to the locker room, changing, coming back out, weighing in. And then by the time I get over to them, the 10 minutes is almost up and we're nowhere near where we need to be, you know? So I guess it's good to know the meet director to be like, yeah, can you buy me five minutes? <laughs> because which, we, were not, which, we were not on track. Which um, to speak on that, you got bought extra time 
because I'm so bogged down with things to do. And I also had to wait to get my refs back, which I only have so many. Um, and then there were some computer things switching over as I'm learning. To, so like the, so for you, it's like, you won't always be afforded. No. That. So, so uh, that'd be a situation where it's like, up oh, we're, what, what, what's, what, what's the, the, what's the saying you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those ones where it was like, okay, like this was, this was not the way it's supposed to go. And we're not going to have the benefit of the doubt ever again, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Um, now my advice to you, that cannot happen. Advice to you. Let's say you're in that situation. And I, I get roped into this too, where you're trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're only one person. Yeah. In that situation, I would have been like, you know, Hey, Tracy, I got to run. I got to get changed. I got to weigh in. Can you just keep an eye on the team and make sure they're hitting their warmups? And then problem solved. Yeah, that was like my that was my thing with um, pretty much the whole day was like having an extra set of hands would have been nice. Having yeah. extra, a, an assistant coach or something would have been key. Well, and you know, I mean, uh, yeah, everybody's new and whatnot, but like in, in that situation, it's like uh, say, hey, Jeff, you're. St- you're standing around, you know, like you got nothing to do. Oh, he's warming up too. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was, it was just a weird one, you know, and my first time. So yeah, I, I'll definitely lean on some help, at, you know, the next time it's available for sure. Um, yeah. Well, let's say you're at a meet, you're I, uh, I, or I, something I, in Carolina or someone's around, just say, Hey, crack the whip, make sure people are moving while I'm gone. You know, I could have just said, you know, like a- anybody else, you know, John, I think, was done weighing in by then. I could have been like, hey, can you just get her her next three lifts over the next couple minutes, you know, just while I weigh in? Somebody would do it. Like, we always talk about how welcoming and friendly the community is. Mark. Right. Like, somebody would have helped out. So, I just got to ask for help. So, honestly, those are the two big things that I think I really need to address for the next meeting. That's, it's one of the hardest things to do is to take a moment like re- re- reflect, what am I doing right now? Okay. And then ask for help and then boom, problem solved. And it's a, it's, it's not, not an issue. So it's like, um, if you're in that situation and you're kind of like, you're stressed and it's a competition day and you're like, man, what do I do right now? The answer probably leads to ask for help and then look around who could I ask for, for this help? Because I can't, I can't be Superman and just do it all. And that's the more you do it, the more, the easier that that'll be become for sure right yeah i agree i would say my advice for you as well if, if i'm going to add anything uh you gotta be quicker to get to the table so again you have the the fact that um i'm i'm, I'm like figuring out the screens and trying to do things but definitely like they hit the lift if no one else is going right away you're on the table make the next make the next thing because you'd be surprised how fast 30 seconds can go by Right. especially the more stressful and the bigger meets they're so fast paced changes are made too. And you may not know a change was made. So you have to have that extra eye out of the side of your head on who the next lifter is, what the screen says, who's jumping, who, wh- how many guys do I have to go or ladies do I have to go before my next lifter and then get to the table. Cause if you don't get to the table, you're stuck. Right. But that again comes with, with practice. Yeah. It's uh yeah. It- it was uh, one of those things like they hit their lift and then they're looking to me like, so I'm like waiting for them to get off the platform. 
and like address them quick and it's like yeah so yeah so uh, wait, let me get to the let me do what i gotta do and then we'll chat real quick yep I, i've so, I've, I've def, definitely been there seconds, so it's like 10 seconds you don't get back and you only have 30 so yeah and really there's nothing to talk about right now if you like if you think about it, like if you if they made the lift good go sit down i'll be right back go make the change then if you have to say anything you know you can say it then or you're on to the next lifter uh, i've def, I've, done, I've done that before you know like like all right we can't talk about it right now we'll talk about it after the meet you know that's when we'll talk about it yeah, yeah. so it was it was uh it was it was tougher for i think i think once we got to the clean and jerks it was going a little bit smoother i think for the snatches because it was so new for them and everything and, and for me that you know they wanted instant feedback and you know so it's like you know i gotta like you said go sit down hang on yeah if they if they made the lift the feedback is good job yeah and you know it, it, if you got a note a notebook with you you know maybe like you go, you make the change, you're walking back. All right. You're like a uh, Brenna and you write like a little note to yourself. All right. We'll talk about that after the meet. I think, I think it also came down to just a bad choice in positioning. Like I didn't want to put any pressure on them. So I wanted to kind of be out of their line of sight. So I was off to the side, but that put me far away from the table. I also know when I'm lifting at a meet, you're stand next to the table when I'm taking my attempt. So I was across the room. Um, with people doing warm-ups and a bunch of plates on the floor and all this other stuff. Um, again, that just takes time. So I need to be near where the table is, not, you know, concerned about, can they see me? I don't want to make them nervous or anything like that. You know what I mean? And like kind of being off to the corner, you know, yeah. I, need be, I need to be by the table so I can address the card. So got a better definitely video I, spot from the table too. Yeah. I, I thought of, I thought of that, um, towards the end of the day. Um, but by then it was too late. So it's just, you know, it's just another thing that um, I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely something I'm going to kind of change. So, yeah, yeah. Your positioning is important and yeah. that way. All right. Good job. Make the change. They miss a lift, make the change, like decide. And if, if you don't know if you're going to go up, just at least make the declaration on yeah. what it will be. So you don't get stuck with the automatic increase. Right. Because you remember that happened to to me and Miguel at at the Arnold. Yeah. I didn't get to the table in time, and I, I think they short clocked us. It had it was, but who knows? Like thirty seconds, like that. It's either we got short clocked, or thirty seconds literally flew by that fast. Yeah. And and that table is far away, so it probably did. You know, just go by too fast. Yeah, you just don't realize. So yeah, it's definitely something I'm gonna have in my notes for for the next time. Awesome. Any other thoughts on your, your first time coaching, uh, anything like that? Any questions, any advice? Uh, what, what else is on your mind? A lot, um, you know, but, um, you know, maybe I'll have to just put together a, uh, a little list and, and get back with you on that, either on another show or a separate conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a good topic for a, uh, for an another show. So maybe we'll, well, we'll definitely get back together again. So, yeah, yeah it, we'll have to we'll have to do that because um you know right off the top of my head i can't think of much but i know there's more so yeah well that'd be good to talk about because i've probably made all the all the mistakes so you can learn from past pains and also people listening can uh can learn about it too you know yeah. especially if they're in a si similar situation at, like you and then also i'm sure there's something i can learn too because i still have many more meets that i need to do under my belt to keep getting better so 
it's, yeah. a, it's an endless endless process endless process yeah it's tough so you know i'm only di just dipping my feet into the coaching pool right now so it's um you know there's there's a lot to learn and a lot to practice and you know a lot more to do so hopefully um you know hopefully it, it ends up going well and we can stick with it and i know i know tracy's um getting more involved as well um so she'll be another one to maybe get back on the show once she gets to uh be on the coaching side of the meet because i think that's coming if not at the next meet the one after that so definitely awesome well frank thanks for coming on uh thanks shout out to shout out to everybody again who helped out at the meet and who did the meet glad everybody had fun the results are in the uh, usa weightlifting website and they've been submitted everywhere so that'll probably be approved early next week um and we'll just look to do another one and we'll probably do a more open style meet the next time instead of a, a private style although hey if people want to get together at the end of a month and do like a eight to ten person thing i'm i'm down i'm down to keep practicing and doing this and working with the software so yeah for uh, sure yeah thanks for having us up you did uh you threw a really good meet we appreciate it thank you thank you uh frank where can everybody follow you uh, i'm on Insta i'm on instagram at frank underscore ford underscore um hopefully pretty quick here i'll have a, a sona weightlifting uh instagram coming up as well so i'm working on that awesome get a sona weightlifting in the meantime check out crossfit sona on instagram and also if you're in the uh the southern tier tri-state region of new york maybe hop into the gym and take a, a weightlifting class, you know, with Frank, can anyone drop into your weightlifting class? Uh, yeah, just reach out, um, you know, to DM me on Instagram or, uh, you know, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram through CrossFit Sona. And uh, we'll go ahead and get you get you signed up. We, um, we meet on Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings right now. Perfect. And same goes for the Albany Cross Barbell Club. You want to lift with us uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 630. I will say in advance that it starts at 630 and sometimes ends at nine. So uh, sometimes if, if you got to go early, that's cool. I just don't want anyone to be caught off guard. And uh, also uh, on top of that, uh, if you're coming into the barbell club, you're doing what we do. Don't do the, I don't do the whole thing while I'm going to do my programming aside because we don't have room for that or the plates for that. And also, and also you're, you're coming to our team's training, not just a random class. So it's a little different. Yeah. It's not open gym. Sorry. Yeah. Awesome. Gyms though. <laughs> yeah yeah we do have open gym at cross persona and at albany crossfit right awesome well everyone make sure you follow the barbell strikes back follow me james a mcdermott thank you so much for listening great job again everybody later frank see you james